0: Hi, welcome to My Guy Reviews. I'm My Guy Wig, My Guy Monkey, and I'm here with My Guy Brick. Hey, how you doing? Hello. not Um As usual, we uh, we pick a topic from your suggestions or things that are topical. Um, wow. Could be um, movies, could be video games. So far, it's been movies though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <absolutely. laughs> uh, we do need to diversify a little. <laughs> <laughs> um, you never know. It could be could be books this week, um, and we we have a chat about those things. Um, usually covering several of those things in media. Um, then we have a second segment where we'll give some mini reviews of things we've seen or done recently, and finally um, previews of what's coming up. Um, so yeah, as as always, one of us comes in blind with the topic yes. that is, um, and one of us brings the topic to that person. So so this week I've got the topic and my guy Briggs has completely blind, doesn't know that's what's right. going on. I, no,
1: I think even when you bring the topic, you have no idea what's going on. So I think we're no, on I the same page. The topic. We'll find out. <laughs> okay. <Yeah>. You're out. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Shall I guess now?
0: Are you Are going to guess now? I, d- I don't know. Should I guess now? I'm allowed to. Yeah, are you, do you want to guess now? Do you want to ruin it, or do you want to do you want to wait for a little no, bit? I, I have no idea. I was just going to guess something random, for sure. Okay. Give me, give me the best clues. Let's see. Okay. okay. So my my clues this week. Okay. <laughs> so, in his first movie, his character dies after the first scene. Ooh. Okay. So, got it? Yeah. His
1: character <laughs> dies at the very first scene.
0: After the first of- scene. After he's the shot, first scene shot by police off, seat, off screen Okay uh, Okay, next clue he, His biggest His probably biggest role in a movie Was a schizophrenic criminal Rapist on the run Wow uh, Okay he, Yeah, <coughs> Getting closer, yeah? Uh, Steve Buscemi No He was in Conair He was, he was good, kind of a schizo uh... That was a good try I mean his name may come up later, but let's get to the next clue. Okay. Last time a film was in my local Cineworld in the UK was 2012. Yeah. 2012. So this chap
1: started in a film
0: in 2012 and nothing since. Uh, last time his film was in my cinema world was 2012. It, it oh, maybe York. a bit. Um So he may have done indie films since then. But, but he, um, okay, well, he, he did do another film after that, but it was pulled from Cineworld, which might be a a big clue if you remember that, or World didn't show it, which made called me calls me a load of hassle. His last movie getting closer.
1: No, still I'm Good. still trying to. Good. I was going Good. to say Jim Carrey because was it ah um because I was thinking Kick-Ass too, but then there was there was a film famously pulled from half the cinemas in the in this country, and I can't mm-hmm. remember what
0: it was. Okay, so it's not okay. Jim Carrey. No, not Jim Carrey. Next, okay, next clue. He's not exactly Ooh. known as an actor. So okay. everything I've said so far may be throwing you off. About <laughs> okay. his acting. About his acting. <laughs> but he starred yes. in a film which he died in the very first scene. Well, he was so in... in a film, yeah. His very first film, his, which was an independent film, he died after the first scene.
1: Oh, only, after the first scene. He only
0: had one scene of dialogue and stuff. Okay. Um, but he was in a film in 2012. In, in which he talked about Madonna, I think in that first scene okay uh no idea okay okay you could say his films are uh almost always genre films that cover crime revenge and westerns okay that um, that doesn't
1: really help i guess yeah, but um
0: uh, not known for his acting he's more of a director
1: okay so he's writer, a director, director but he's but he started in a couple of films
0: what, One his of first, his films. His, first, his very first movie was an independent movie, which um, is recognised by some as the greatest. Quentin of... Tarantino. Yes, there we yes. go. you got it.
1: Yes, he did he star in. Um, he starred in Reservoir Dogs. This is his first film.
0: Um, he was in Reservoir Dogs. Yes. <laughs> he when was in his start, biggest and most after.
1: famous successful film in starring. You're right. Is uh, from Dust Till Dawn.
0: Dusty Till Dawn. Yes, as the schizophrenic criminal on the run. Yes. Oh. Yeah. There we go. And his film got pulled. What eight? Eight for eight got pulled. Uh, yeah, eight for eight. Obviously, we'll get there because that's his eighth film. Yeah, his film was pulled because he gave the exclusive rights to the first showing to Odeon and and Cineworld. Ooh. Got a, a hiss about it because. Um, yeah, they didn't get to show it, which made it a bit of a pain for everyone else that wanted to watch it. But there we go. <laughs> so we're talking Quentin Tarantino, the actor. Uh, yeah. So we're talking oh, Quentin, Quentin Tarantino, the uh, director, the writer, director. His, uh, his main eight movies. It's a. I know it's a big topic, really. I mean, this is a like a, a big hitter one, really. Like who is one of the, um, I'd say, most renowned directors and actors. Or the last was it twenty years? Once say. I won't say actors. Definitely like, directors. Uh, writer and <laughs> director. Yes, definitely, definitely not actor.
1: <laughs> definitely not. Um, he has a really good scene in Desperado. Have you seen that bit where he walks into the bar, tells a joke about a guy who walks into a bar?
0: Oh yeah, I haven't seen that in ages. Yeah, I, uh, I, I,
1: that's I that's it. really funny. Well, I thought it was funny when I heard it.
0: Okay, I so, need to rewatch that.
1: Uh, So he walks into the bar, uh, well, the joke goes, he's talking to the bartender and he's saying, oh, there's this guy, he was playing pool. And he said, you know what, I I can wee from here into any cup like 20 20 feet away or something. And so the guy goes, no, no, there's no way. So he goes, I bet you $10 that I will be able to stand on the bar and, you know, wee all the way down there. And so the bartender takes him up on this bet. And what he then does, he just wees all over the bar. (laughs) <laughs> all of the bartender uh, <laughs> everywhere and the guy's laughing and he's got weed dripping down and he goes and he goes here's ten dollars he went back to where he was playing pool and the guys were like um, they handed over more money to him and he said basically the bet was he can
0: go to the bar
1: and piss all over the bartender all over his bar and have him laughing for a hundred dollars
0: <laughs> and, and not get thrown out
1: and not get thrown out yeah really? oh I, I, I butchered oh, that completely, but that was so funny when I heard him say it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah! I, I was following it, so you know, everyone else is like, everyone else is like, ah, oh, that was good. Off. That was good. So, are you excited to be talking about Tarantino? Oh,
1: I love Tarantino. Yeah, yeah me um, too.
0: It's amazing.
1: I th- I think um, he's made he's made some great films. I think, um, and then um, he's he, he makes them so fa- so sparsely as well, so you don't like. You don't get oversaturated. He takes his time, yeah. And
0: he, certainly, and he makes a new film. Yeah, I love it. He takes his time to make masterpieces. Yes, every, every time. Yeah. Um, so his his movie started with Reservoir Dogs. Should we get on with that? Or
1: yeah, let's get on with yeah. uh, Reservoir Dogs. Did he play Mister Pink?
0: Um, he played Mister Brown. Oh, Mister Brown Pink was the, the guy you said earlier. What's his name? Steve Buscemi. Steve Buscemi. Yeah, that's the yeah. one love Steve Buscevi.
1: Such a good star cast as well.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, they've got Steve Buscevi is the best, obviously, from...
1: Harvey Keitel's in there.
0: Yeah. Harvey Keitel, um, who was in Taxi Driver and Mean Streets before that. Um, yeah. I mean, he's the, that's the thing about Quentin Tarantino is straight away, he, he gets all the big stars in. I mean, these aren't the biggest stars. Obviously, he this is his first film is independent film so obviously he's um, getting who he can at the time but he just gets bigger and bigger stars as he gets along um yeah so what's the what's the plot
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh reservoir dogs this is i think i spoke about this last week right i watched it when i was young and yes. i didn't enjoy it
0: we, we then, spoke. Um, watched it years we later it while i was still preparing
1: yeah <laughs> uh, so give away. So, th- th- so this one from what i remember there is about Six of them, um, and they're going to do a heist. That's right. uh, you never, you never really see the heist, but it's 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 right. shot non-linear as well. So, uh, and one of them you find out later on had infiltrated the gang, and he was actually an undercover police officer. Yeah. Um and and it's all about the the the, uh, the heist, and them all kind of dying off-screen, except for kind of the guy who gets his ear chopped off in the warehouse okay. bit. That's it. And that's that's all I remember of it. But it's really <laughs> good.
0: Yes, that that's that pretty much the That's it. that's the whole story. Obviously, the the heist is a jewelry heist, and it goes very wrong. They they know that someone, or they reckon that someone, has given them away. And most of the movie is their sort of paranoia, trying to figure out who, trying to find out from the the police officer that they kidnap to torture and find out what. Uh, Who did it Yes Um, Yeah so what did you think of the movie at the time
1: So I I, I watched this film Twice in two different age groups So when it first came out I was young And I watched it and I was like I I, I didn't enjoy it I think because it's more um, This is one of those Films where it's all about telling us What happened and not showing us And being a young kid you kind of just be Up until that point you've always been shown Mm. stuff so to yeah. follow a, a narrative that in that manner, I, I wasn't used to. And the fact that it's not a linear film, I didn't appreciate how how, how you okay. know, the, the acting and everything was so good. And then I think when I watched it as a grown-up, I loved it. I think, you know, uh, but I watched this one after I'd watched his next film. And then mm-hmm. looking back at this, I was like, wow, this was so good. And especially as a first yeah. film, the uh, quality of actors around him as well. Because I think even... To get like Harvey Keitel, you know, Steve Buscemi, they're still well known, they're, they're character yeah. actors, but they're um, Madsen's in here as well, I think. Uh, so he's got yeah. a good group of people, all good actors. And that scene in the cafe where they all just sat around in these black suits
0: and just mm. just talking stuff like that just, his just dialogue static. was
1: just on point. It was just amazing, I mean, yeah. yeah.
0: That's something that goes through all of his films, really, isn't it? Just, yeah, just chatting the fact that you can have scenes where people just talk about other stuff that sounds seems irrelevant but you get to know the characters just by them chatting yeah I love I love that and the fact that it all all the violence well the whole heist just happens off screen you're right yeah that's kind of like yeah bucked a trend there I mean apparently he's he he um originally wanted to write the best heist movie to start with that was his plan from what I've read before um and yeah, then he doesn't actually show the heist. It sort of changed course, apparently, as the writing went on. And you're right, when, when I first heard of this movie, it was a big cult hit straight away. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, it was in the 90s. I've, I was old enough to understand and enjoy cult movies. I but <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I was a bit younger <laughs> than you, so I, like, I don't know why, <laughs> why I liked it more. But at the same time, it, it didn't blow me away as much as the next movie, like you say, it was the next movie that really did it for me. But at the same time, this is a good movie. Um, it's a great film, yeah. All about dialogue and keeping you on your toes with what, who, who's done what, um, until we find out finally who the, who the, um, who the the undercover cop is. Spoilers, and then, <laughs> um, and then seeing um, Harvey Cartel sort of defend him, even though we now know he's the cop.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah. Uh,
0: it's heartbreaking because in he's, the
1: warehouse he, bit, yeah,
0: because he's really got to know him over the past like hour or something, and he <laughs> and he feels for him and he's like, oh, he's dying, you know. You just leave him alone. He's just a boy, uh, and then for everyone to die because of that is just quite sad, really.
1: It's a good. It's a it's a clever movie. I think in terms of you're right. Um, it was a heist film. It it you know when you start to show heist films, um, you got to show kind of like a bigger kind of expensive kind of sets you gotta have like them going in stealing stuff and then that whole like the start of um the dark knight it's a heist um that's incredible but that must have cost that's there must be quite expensive even baby driver has heists but the driving is incredible so uh, when you've got limited budget what he did was he he told and not showed in a way you can still follow that a heist has happened when it happened and all of the plans that led to that before, and then the aftermath, and what happened when it went wrong, without actually showing the main bit. I think that was incredible. Now, now looking back at it, it's amazing.
0: Mm. Uh, it well, let's have a look at uh, how how much money it made though. It only made two point eight million in the US. Um, obviously, it was a very small movie, um, off a budget of one point two million. So it it made it it did make its money back. Um, but it didn't get a worldwide showing in cinema, so I guess we all, we all saw it on DVD or uh, t- TV back in the day.
1: Yeah, so I imagine DVD sales would have been really strong or VHS sales of this would have just kept it going for ages because it's a cult following. People must just keep buying it. you know. Every few years, you'd just have spikes. So imagine it generated a ton of money on kind of Blu-ray and DVDs or whatever. It's whatever format people purchased it on, or even... Video rentals, blockbuster, stuff like that. It must have generated.
0: Yeah, blockbuster. They existed back then, didn't they? Yeah, we. It wasn't wasn't Netflix. Before Netflix, yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or love film. I see what's called at one point.
0: Oh yes, love film. I remember that. I I had my free free subscription of that for a while. That was good. (laughs) Ninety one percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Ninety four percent user rating. Oh yeah, very fresh. Not bad. Very fresh um so in between that and his next movie we give it our
1: rating then do you want to race it okay we still have to don't we so so we we've got a well i've got a four four kind of uh, thing rating you've got a star system um i mean this isn't in cinema anymore but uh, (laughs) as a grown adult if you haven't seen this go out and get it so if it was i would give it the full cinema experience um if you're slightly younger and you're not a grown adult watch it on uh video or dvd or video on demand, whatever, you know, pay for it in a way. Um, It's one of those films that was so good, and I'm glad he got other films off of that, because it's...
0: And yeah, more people should just, you know, more people should watch it. It's good. Yeah, definitely. I think it's worth watch four stars, simply, um, straight away. Um, It does look a little bit aged now, because it was an independent film, but um, I'd love to see them put it back in the cinema again, which I'm sure they would do at some point, if possible, because, you know... um, just Tarantino's a legend So um, Okay so next film uh, Pulp Fiction but before Fiction. he did that He actually wrote He wrote part of part From of, um, of script Dawn. Before, No before that As True Romance and Natural Born Killers Of course he did
1: yeah I don't
0: want to go fully Tony into Stock. it but If you've got anything else Anything to say about those movies
1: I mean t- Tony Scott's uh, True Romance Has incredible ensemble cast You know you had Brad Pitt in yeah. there uh Samuel Jackson um Christian Slater uh Patricia Arquette and um, just loads and loads and loads of famous people you'll see them throughout the film I think it was a really really good film it's a good um, time yeah I agree yeah and um as for Natural Born Killers, the Woody Arrowson film um <clears throat> that was, that was actually at that time I think everyone said it's quite controversial it's based on a true story and the things that they kind of show on there, but if you if you really, I think there wasn't films like that. But if you if you watch mm. the news, things like that were happening anyway in the real world. Yeah. So it it was just purely because it was brought to cinema and people were like, oh no no, this is really ultra violent. This is yeah you know, controversial because of these reasons. When you know those things existed, he's just they just made a film about them. But it was mm. a good film as well. It was a good solid film, and I think um, both. But, uh, Of course, you know you give it to good directors. You give his story to good directors, and they produce something even better as well. So it's kind of both hand in hand. And I think the fact that he's now doing his own stuff is even better because you know those. Can you imagine like Quentin Tarantino doing True Romance? It would have been
0: incredible as well. Yeah, I mean, I think True Romance. When I watched it, um, it's got you can you can see it's a good movie and it's got good writing um, and it is. It is good all overall, but I always had that feeling that somewhere, some some point in the story, it would have been a little bit more stylish and a little bit more impactful yeah. if it was directed by Tarantino himself. But apart from that, it was it's a good film, yeah. But but the big hitter, Pulp Fiction, nineteen ninety four. What's the story? So this <laughs> this
1: is about two two brothers played by Samuel Jackson and. Uh, <laughs> John Travolta this film again is a non-linear film the actual starting of the film is the cafe bit which happens at the end which has Tim Roth and his girlfriend in the cafe uh, trying to Mm. steal money from behind the till Um, and that happens at the start then the film kind of it's trying to get a suitcase um, and the suitcase he's got something and it stars Michael Duncan Clark I think it is Uh, and he's uh, he's a black guy and then there's a boxer who is supposed to take a dive, played by Bruce Willis, and he doesn't yeah. take a dive, and so he doesn't he's, take the dive. He's I know, he, he tried to make he made a good film, um, and uh. so they put out a hit on him, and in and in doing so, he actually uh, because Samuel Lowe wants to get out of the game. No, uh, Travolta wants to get out of the game, and he's like, I want to get out. I want to get out.
0: No, and I think what, you're what, right, Samuel. It was, was it samuel yeah, yeah and
1: i think what what's clever is what i didn't notice until the kind of the end is their clothes changed and then they yeah. explain that um there's a the bit in the car and the gun goes off and they change clothes because harvey Keitel gives them new set of clothes but that because yeah, c- right. of the way the film flows i didn't pick up on that the first time it yeah, wasn't until i saw the harvey changed clothes,
0: yeah yeah
1: and and i loved all that kind of stuff what um, and then, then there's the bit where Bruce Willis and Diamond Dog get caught by that guy and he puts him in the basement and he's about to yes. do some do some stuff and that. But yeah, you know what? It's, it's just an incredible film. There's the yes. Uma Thurman, John Travolta dance, which has been parodied yeah. so many times. that you, you would have seen it if you have never seen this film. There's even the bit where he puts the injection in our... That's, that's, again, something that's been parodied loads. So, so many things that come out of this film that just have kind of transcended the film and become more pop culture uh, mm. even the um cheeseburger conversation that he has, even the yes. bit where he's reciting the bible Samuel yeah. yeah, all that stuff has just become pop cultured references throughout history. this film was um it's just incredible, right it's not some, yeah. it's not just the film it's transcended the film's yeah, gone into ev-
0: it's gone everywhere, yeah I mean with that fake bible quote that some people think was a yeah. real Bible quote, and only actually the end was a, a real quote, but at least part of it was a real quote from the Bible. It was interesting as well, and yeah, the royal with cheese. I actually went to Paris last year um, for the first time, and the, right, the, the right. one thing on one thing on my mind was was buying a royal with cheese in Paris, in France. <laughs> I, I didn't care about anything else. I just wanted to go into a, a, a uh, was it a McDonald's or Burger King yeah it's but mcdonald's <laughs> going to mcdonald's and buy a royal cheese and i've still got the receipt for that um yeah um but yeah this is this film seems to have a lot of storylines going on at once though it is quite hard to pin down an actual plot it's just a lot of different things happening It's the way it's done by just cutting backwards and forwards between different timelines and stuff it's just amazing
1: oh i loved it yeah I think this is a film I watched when I was a bit older, so I appreciated this and then went back to Reservoir Dogs and realised how good filmmaking actually is because of this.
2: Mm.
1: And and Uh, I love the non-linear filmmaking that he did in this. I I guess I hadn't seen that many films, so I hadn't really seen Memento yet and films where they did that kind of non-linear kind of storytelling. Um, yeah. Which we see quite a lot now, like five hundred days of summer and stuff. But
0: yeah, well, he seems um, to this... cross to the front, doesn't he? Oh he yeah, one that pioneered it like definitely.
1: It. And when you think about Starcast as well, like for your second film and still very small budget, you got Bruce Willis, who is still in the Die Hard game. Yeah, John Travolta, yeah, making a comeback. Samuel Jackson again, Harvey Keitel, um Michael yeah. Duncan Clark, Uma Thurman. And it's such a tight, small budget film, but it made was it two hundred million worldwide or something? It's a huge boxer. one of the most um, highest grossing independent films of all time or something. This film was incredible.
0: Mm, yeah, it's it's uh, it's had we had yeah, two hundred thirteen point nine million in worldwide. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, is and as you say, the um, he bring he's definitely bring known now for bringing old uh, actors or previously famous actors back to the forefront. Yeah. Uh, John, John Travolta back from the brink of um, the Look Who's Talking movies in Greece. <laughs> an yes. and Greece. Put, and put him in the in, in the form of a gangster. I mean, that's just amazing. Exactly. And, and then it's the can, perfect casting. Then you can do
1: Face Off after this.
0: Yeah. And loads of other poor movies. I mean, Face Off is okay, but... Face <laughs> Off was great. I don't think John Travolta has the best uh, eye for movies when it comes to... Oh, he's sports. got a bad track record, yeah, doesn't he? <laughs> but he has got a few good movies. But even Samuel Jackson, um, his, his the, the, the most notable part before that for him, apart from True Romance, was Jurassic Park. Jungle playing. Fever. Uh, well, okay. But he's not much to me, basically. He wasn't much to you. <laughs> Coming to America where he
1: storms there. Yeah. I don't know if that was before or after, but I always remember... He came into the McDonald's, as you would just say, remember? With Eddie Murphy, who was behind the counter.
0: Oh Yeah, and, yeah. but yeah, he's not massive time, roles. So. He did. Um, yes, he's definitely brought a lot of actors back. It's a, and of course, Uma, Uma Thurman wasn't much before that either. No. Um, Poison Ivy in Batman and Robin was about the only role I knew of Uma Thurman at that point. Um. Yeah, yeah um, one thing I, I really love is the uh, use of um, MacGuffins as well. This movie. Um, so you've got the briefcase that you never see yes. inside, with a light, just a golden glow. Yeah, <clears throat> um, which I always assumed was just gold bars or something, but you don't really know. And of course, then the other one is the watch. The the the. Um, His
1: dad's watch yeah. or something. Yeah,
0: that... uh, Bruce Willis's dad's old watch. Which, which is, is basically a MacGuffin. You know, in most movies, you've got a MacGuffin is something that people chase. Yeah. But there's, there's no reason to chase it, except it's there to be chased. Yeah, because he went back specifically to get the watch, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. That's the re- whole reason he went back. But in this movie, they, I mean, I think Tarantino takes the absolute piss out of movies like um, yeah, any movie that uses a MacGuffin that's not very good. By having having someone chase a watch because it was up his dad's ass for a year for, for for three years, you remember this? The uh sto- the uh guy comes to his house when he's a kid.
1: I don't remember the up the ass. I remember it was his dad's watch, yeah. and he came uh, back for it. I remember. Yeah, that. there's a,
0: there's a whole thing with uh Christopher Walken, com- uh, comes comes to speak to him. Another great
1: actor. Look yeah, that.
0: brilliant actor. Comes and speaks to him, and he says, "Look, this uh watch, um." Your dad has died in the war, I'm afraid, and I and your your dad's watch is here, and it's his pocket watch, and it, he ha- he went into a concentration camp or something like that, um, or a prisoner of war camp, and to stop it getting taken off of him because he wanted to pass it to Bruce Willis, he put it up his ass.
2: Oh, okay. But,
0: and he had it up there for three years, and it's a lot. It's a very intense one single conversation about this, and then he died, and then Christopher Walken. His friend put it up his ass for three for two more years. I think it is. <laughs> okay. Something like this. The numbers, I think, I've got the numbers wrong. Um, I don't remember the numbers. I remember the watch, and I don't remember a <laughs> significant part. Yeah, this is quite significant, I think, because it basically it makes you feel for the fact that you make it makes you feel and understand why this watch is so important because it's been yeah. up his dad's ass. And at, it's at the last thing he, was, he has uh, for his dad as well. He went through all of that just to get him this watch. Yeah. Being up two people's bums. <laughs> and yeah, I mean that just you know, that's that simple um piece of dialogue just makes you really feel for why he's actually going back as opposed to a MacGuffin that's just like it could mean anything most of the time. You know, most most McGuffins mean nothing. Just think of um what was it? Um what was the Superman one recently with the MacGuffin?
1: The ring the... <laughs> The
0: whole film? Yeah. Any of the films, anyway.
1: (laughs) This also has that great moment where uh, Bruce Willis comes back home and uh, John Travolta's taking a shit in his toilet. Yeah. it's just brilliant, right? It's just like, that's what would happen. Like You'd go, you're an assassin, you need to go for a wee, you need to go for a dump,
0: and you're in the house, you might as well use the facilities. And then the toast pops up, pow, he's gone, he's dead. (laughs) Yeah and to think that could have been samuel jackson's character if yeah. he hadn't if he hadn't left the game that's right by then because i think or it
1: yeah. could have been both of them there
0: and exactly. then they
1: would have both survived
0: maybe they would have both survived it would have changed the whole story exactly because samuel
1: L. could have been in the kitchen while well, john Drobolter took a shit as a lookout
0: yeah cuz Samuel Jackson's story is the one that I find most interesting these days. Like, I didn't notice this back when I watched it back in the day, but in the last few years when I've seen it, is that, is that there's a there's a big religious thing going on in this movie as well, where he's, he witnesses a miracle, if you remember. In is that this f- in, the, in the canteen, the cafe? Well, when he gets to the cafe, um, he's already witnessed the miracle and he wants out of the game because of it. He's changed his mind on... On what his life, what he wants to do was with it, because a
1: miracle was because, it gun firing yeah, off in the car. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, it's um, in when they're in the flat talking, trying to get their, uh, they're threatening the guys with. with oh, someone shoots back at him. Cheeseburger and all that stuff. The Kuna, big guna, yeah, someone shoots at him and shoots all the way around him and doesn't and that absolutely misses him at like almost point blank range. And that completely changes his 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 view on things and like. After he just said the Bible quote as well, and then for that to happen, he's like, shit. Uh, um, yeah, something's <laughs> happened here. Um, apparently, it's uh, something that comes up quite a lot in um, Tarantino's movies as well, is is um, someone with a religious, religious uh, viewpoint, uh, which is interesting. But I only really noticed it in this one. Um, yeah, so do we have a... Um, Rating for it? You oh, rate it?
1: This is um, I. I mean, you'll come to the rest, but for me, this might be my favorite film of Quentin. So this would definitely be a cinema watch. Um, mm. If you can, if you can somehow still so buy it, definitely buy it. You wouldn't be disappointed. It's so good, and you may have seen it because it's parodied, and you'll see people with T-shirts. You see, this film just transcended a um, an indie film and has become pop culture as we know it like there's so many people trying to emulate it
0: this yeah and they it, show it on TV all the time as well yeah you can't really miss it anymore which is no. great um okay so ne- next things that he uh, wrote and directs you know the next thing that comes up And next one was Jackie Brown um well he did actually do a few more other things in between oh, that um God. but we're not going to cover them but of course he did he uh directed an episode of ER oh did he wow a big thing um he, George Clooney, he wrote and directed. Yes, George Clooney's coming up. Um, no, because he he worked with him from Dusty Dawn, so he may have done yes. a ER episode as a. Yeah, that might be what get, got him into Dusty Dawn. Who knows? Um, yeah, he worked alongside with uh, George Clooney in Dusty Dawn. That's right, um, which is a Robert Rodriguez film as well, which he ends up working with quite a lot. Mm. And also, he, he directed a thing called Four Rooms, right? Part. Um, it's a movie that had that was directed by four different directors, and they each took a segment. Oh, okay. Um, but that's not so well known, and I'm st- I'm still waiting for a copy of it now that I know about it, because I only found out about it when I was when I was researching. So, um, as soon as I know what it's what it's like, I'll let you know. Let you know. Brilliant. But then, yeah, Jack- Jackie Brown. Um, <clears throat> okay, so Jackie Brown is one that I. Personally, I didn't really hear about for ages because it didn't. I don't think it got a worldwide cinema release or it was only really shown in the UK, in uh, the US. And I didn't really come to it until a lot later. Um, And and so the next film for me was more like Kill Bill. And then I had to go back to Jackie Brown. Um, I don't know what your experience of it is.
1: I actually watched Jackie Brown in the cinema in the UK. You watched <laughs>
0: this, it? I, I did, yeah.
1: Wow. So um, in, in, I don't, I don't in,
0: know what that's about then, because I couldn't get worldwide um, stats for it. Um, okay. He didn't release it on DVD for like five years. So yeah, I didn't. I didn't really know about it for a long time.
1: So uh, <clears throat> I remember watching this. Pam, Pam Greer play plays Jackie yeah, Brown. Yeah, you're
0: going to tell us what it's about
1: as well. Um, Jodie, uh, not Jodie Foster. It's Jane Fonda, isn't it? Robert De Niro, Samuel Jackson, Chris Tucker's in this as well.
0: Yes.
1: Um, and this is one of his five films to get to that twenty mil. But uh, so there's it's it stars Samuel Jackson. He's yeah. a uh, I want to say he he does bonds or she does bonds. Someone does bonds involved. Yeah, and, that's right. And yes. she's she's Someone
0: a that's good.
1: She, She's a <laughs> uh, stewardess. True. I watched this years yes. ago. I've only seen it the yes. one time. And no, this, was, kidding, uh, really. <laughs> this is kind of my, maybe my least favorite. I, I can never film. remember
0: that. I can never remember this film either. So, I, yeah. ju- I remember okay.
1: this film. I he puts Chris Tucker in the car because he he jumped the bail or something. He put him in the he put him in the boot. They drive yes. off and he said, "I'm going to yes. take you somewhere." And they literally just drive around in a circle yeah, the court, and then there? just shoots the shoots the trunk and kills him. Um, Robert De Niro's in this film as well, um, yeah. and I can't remember what he does. But again, looking mm-hmm. at st- the Starcasters again is incredible. Like he gets all these people. Yeah, but um, Samuel L. Jackson, um, he, he's in this, he's he's not the good guy, he's kind of the bad guy. Sam Greer kills yeah. him in the end. And I just a bad guy.
0: He's kind of a pathetic character in this one.
1: Yeah. And I can't I really remember all of it. I just remember something about Bonds. She was a stewardess and Jane Fonda's in it for some reason. She just kind of wanders in and out. And then her and Robert Dinner have sex. <laughs>
0: yeah uh, Chris
1: Tucker dies.
0: I always the remember best the Chris Tucker scene in the cinema, probably, and I remember yeah. Chris
1: Tucker died, and that was kind of it because he plays annoying guy, he plays himself in this film.
0: Who Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker? Yes, the comedian, yes. Um, yeah, so I, you're, yeah, you've got most of it, except I think it you'd really say it stars Jackie Brown, she's kind of the center of it, but then you're right, as soon as the movie starts we're showing her right at the beginning as a stewardess to show that yeah. she is the star, but then it goes straight into the story of uh Beaumont who's, um, who's Chris Tucker being bail bonded out of jail by Samuel L. Jackson or yes. Dell um, because he doesn't want him to squeal on his criminal business. So he basically bail bonds him out to kill him. Um And yeah, he, he's, drives him around the block, shoots him, just like that. Um Robert De Niro is like a another like I've never seen Robert De Niro in this sort of character either. Like he's uh oh he's kind of like a, a fairly pathetic criminal character, a bit like um Ordell as well. They kind of I think Ordell is drug running. No, no, he's um gun running is what he's doing. Um oh,
2: okay.
0: And it's Pam Greer's friend well he, she she sort of befriends the Bail Bond man who goes to get her out so Beaumont has already been shot for, for to stop him from squealing then Ordell who's played by Samuel Jackson gets Pam Greer uh, who's Jackie Brown out of jail next and then the bail bonder um, whose name um, is Max Cherry um, is then sort of gets a connection and feels for her because he's going to get her out of jail and they both know what it means. They know that that. Um, oh, she's Del, going to be
1: killed next. Yeah. Bale's
0: going to be after, going to kill her. So straight away they get a connection, and he all he decides to leave the game of um, Bale bonding straight there and then, although he doesn't so straight away. Who's the actor? Who's the impressive? Um, Robert For Forster. Okay, don't know who he is. No, I don't know him, but he's a he's, a, he's another one sort of a classic actor that's been in a lot of films just like Pam Grier really. Um Pam Grier was in a, in a lot of um dodgy 70s movies and black exploitation movies which is why yep. I think um Quentin Tarantino knew her from those movies and this is a sort of based on black exploitation movies. Um, so that's sort of his angle. Um and yeah I like this movie, but it's it's got, um, also got a, it hasn't got so much of, um, uh, as most of um, Quentin Tarantino's movies has, um, is non-linear story, but it doesn't have much of it in this movie, um, except for the point where they're moving, moving money around and they, they just show from three different angles, which it didn't have as much of an impact as the other movies. That
1: yeah. That's why um, I think I never went back and watched this a second time. I saw this years ago, and I think is it a um, I want to say like a nineteen ninety eight release or something?
0: Um, yeah, ninety seven. Yeah, wow, so good good chat. Yeah, very, very um, yeah. Lot, yeah. So
1: <laughs> I remember watching this once and never actually going back to it. I mean, um, mm. back then um, the cinemas where, where we live um, <laughs> they were a bit lenient. They didn't ask for ID, so you can get into <laughs> almost any film. Oh wow. Uh, it got str- it got stricter as time uh, went on, okay? We're not going to yeah. close down all the cinemas because of that. They yeah, now ask for ID. Yeah, if, if but back
0: in the day, people could get in, in the fire escape and stuff and watch movies. Uh, you, like you, you literally bought a ticket That's for, <laughs> um,
1: what was it? it was, did you say '98? So maybe, maybe yeah. you bought a ticket for The Live King, a child, and you could walk into Jackie Brown as uh, yeah. an example because uh, because so... they'
0: if they're in the right areas in my opinion. exactly if they, if they were on the same um, but yeah so the, the,
1: i i agree with you i i think in terms of uh, dialogue and everything was great i think the story was for this one it was just fine and he didn't um he didn't have that kind of same style that he had in yeah. um pop fiction or reservoir dogs and that's why those two are more kind of cult yeah. classics than this one and this one was more it looks glossy and feels kind of like more like he's now got um a proper studio behind him this is when he was working with mm. um, that's that sex pest um, and they yeah. and they kind of produced the film and stuff and so it felt like a bigger budget film as well mm. compared to kind of like the more raw films he'd done previously where it was like Quinton, you have to yeah. make the film on this true string budget and see what you can produce yeah.
0: for me I think it's just more of a personal piece I think he made it he made it for Pam Greer, really to focus on her and i think the uh robert forster guy as well it really focuses on those characters and we've got robert de niro and samuel jackson who would usually be like the hard-hitting very mm. stylized characters they're such little characters they're so they're, they're pathet- a yeah they're subdued and they're pathetic and they're human yeah. and i think that's why it's not such a big movie this and you know it's it's not one of those hard-hitting stylized movies that he's done with pulp fiction which got him the big fame and then next one coming up as well kill bill they're just such big stylized movies whereas this one was going for that black blaxploitation angle and it's got all the nice sort of uh black uh, artist music in it, and things like that um and it but it's also very focused on those two characters and sort of how they're getting old and they want to retire um, uh, actually, get some money out of this bad situation because um, yeah. So I I do like this movie. I've seen it several times since, um, and I, I I understand it a bit more every time because there's the bit where they sort of they come up with a big plan in the middle. I don't know if you can remember it from when you've seen it.
2: No. <laughs> but they
0: they're in the shopping mall, and they're they're trying to get his money. They they're trying to set him up. But at the same time, they're trying to steal the money. So they're trying to set him up with the police, but also they're trying to steal the money for themselves. And they've just got this plan of where they're going to switch all these bags. And then they have like a, a test run, first of all. And for me, all of those things, the first time sort of meld into one and it and maybe lost me a little bit. Okay. Um, but every time you see it, it makes a little bit more sense. So I would say it's worth watching again. So um, rating-wise... Um, I would say it's worth watching again. I'd say, I'd say give it a two or three stars. Go, uh, yeah, three stars. You, you should go back and watch it. What I'll do. Ch- oh, this one has to be a <laughs> streaming
1: service one. I mean, if you already own a streaming service and you pay for it, uh, if it's on there, watch it. Uh, if not, well, it's fine. It's all right.
0: Yeah. Not I mean, missing that. A- but
1: I will have to watch this again because I, um, I haven't seen it since. And yeah. I think coming off Pulp Fiction and then watching this one, That's why I was disappointed, I think. I think I'd gone in with, yeah. I think I'd got. I should never have gone in with that expectation that Mm, this guy's going to produce something as incredible as this film again. Just going with fresh eyes, it's a new film,
0: start again from scratch. Exactly. Because I went back to it as a film, oh, it's an underrated film that no one... that I haven't really seen for some years. It hasn't had a public image for me personally. And that's how I enjoyed it because I could see it was not a big hitter. So, yeah. Um, Kill Bill. (laughs) <laughs> volumes one and two together or yeah just volumes one and two i hate breaking it up into two volumes yes just just kill bill the whole lot we can talk well, about both volumes obviously but this is pretty
1: straightforward right the movie so, yeah Uma thurman needs to kill bill <laughs>
0: done <yeah. laughs>
1: that's the whole story
0: that, good that's it that? that's pretty that's um, the whole movie of course split into two movies so we don't even see Bill, do we, in volume one? Or do we No, end? he
1: doesn't uh, he Maybe doesn't appear till
0: volume volume two, yeah. Mm. Um, and you don't, I think... know who you don't even know who Bill is at the time in the first movie. No.
1: Um so this this one came out in the two thousands, I think. Yep.
0: Two thousand three.
1: Oh. Um so at this time in, in the two thousands, if we look back at time, this is where um I don't think I think martial arts kind of all, kind of this sort of films were I don't know if they were, if like Hero and uh, Crouching Tag and all of that had already happened or not, but uh, this yeah, really, really paved the way for, for U.S. Come... cinema to use this sort of, um, kind of art form cinematography yeah. as well. The, the way the... Basically
0: the martial arts sort of yeah,
1: movie. and I think he brought that back into U.S. cinema. While yeah. it's obviously been massive in kind of like, um, in 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 was yeah, the asian market yeah. so we say yeah. the asian market but yeah. it was incredible that uh, her fight against the AZ, uh, crazy 88s yeah it is yeah. Um, it's incredible that whole kind of like i don't know if they build that whole set and the way the camera spins from one to the other um, yeah. it feels i know it's cut and it's edited but it almost feels like there's long sections where it's one take
0: yeah. I think well, normally is,
1: so yeah. you watch action sequences and action films, and you can tell where they cut, cut <laughs> they jump, cut, cut jump, cut bits. jump, um, and so you know that actor is actually it's taking you ten minutes to do this one scene because they keep cutting it so they can get a different angles. But it felt like this. There was a lot of one shots. Yeah.
2: Um,
1: there's the bit right. with the, the, especially with the staircase and stuff going up and down.
2: Yeah. That, yeah. This,
1: this, this film, um, even the end of number one, right? Lucy Liu and her. The whole kind of fight in the I always think it's snow, but I can't remember it. Yeah, I think um,
0: it's snow as well, because it's that white and then the yeah, carpet, gray, it, red. it
1: looks beautiful, doesn't it? Yeah, like you yeah. come from this, um you come from this inside building bit and she's killed them all, and then she goes outside. And look, you just look outside, it looks beautiful. Like mm. again, um the budgets for these films may have been like 30 million or something. They weren't that big. Um, and it's incredible the whole the, the first half, they're the very different films, aren't they? So the f- volume one, true, very true. Vo- volume two, um, I think yeah. number one is incredible. like I yeah, don't I didn't, I didn't know acts. what to expect. Yeah. And um, I don't remember watching the trailers for this. I just remember knowing it's a Quentin Tarantino film. Mm. Let's go watch it. And I watched it and I was like, this is incredible. And then the problem is you've seen number one and it ends with the Lucy Liu bit. And her wiggling her toe. Then we get to mm-hmm. <laughs> Volume Two, which is completely different. It is yeah. it is
0: two separate films. Well, maybe it's very slow second movie. I found. I found. Yeah,
1: because the, the snake kills one of them. She doesn't even get to kill all of them. Yeah, uh, the true, bride doesn't yeah. get to kill all the people. What well, um one of them. Um, snake in uh, the
2: bush
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, but um, her bad. bit with her bit with Bill yeah. is good. Like, uh, the dialogue and the whole kind... That whole kind of last 10 minutes or whatever is really, really good. Like, the whole kind of conversations and stuff they had and then the actual fight. Uh, But nothing beats Volume 1, I think. That was incredible.
0: I mean, I think it it kind of sets up what's to come because most of his... Well, not all of them, but most of his movies after this one focus a lot more on dialogue and intense dialogue. Mm. Um, So the second part sort of does that sort of thing. Whereas the first part does what maybe people are expecting of him, um, in terms of action and and over the top blood and things like that, so it's almost like it segues from like his his roots of of violent movies to maybe something where he's going to use his conversational skills that he has great scripting for but to actually make something very intense as well. So the whole conversation with Bill and things, you know, when he comes up uh, when she's she she finally meets up with Bill, and uh, he st- she still wants to kill Bill, shoot presumably. <laughs> <'Cause that's laughs> the title, yeah. Like, but then it but it, it's suddenly t- taken down to like a personal level of having a conversation as well. Um, I think it's great f-
1: because um, like since like if you take uh, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, and Jackie Brown, he's not shown kind of he could do. Action, or he can do martial arts or anything. Yet he's not shown us that. He showed us mm. his great dialogue, and he's shown us great storytelling. Yeah. He showed us that non-linear approach which he brings into this. But he he brings all of that plus this incredible action sequences, which I don't think. I mean, people talk about Matrix being incredible. It was fine. <laughs> I mean, he he dodged the bullet, okay. which we it saw in effect. Blade. Yeah, yeah he, effect, did this, but... he did. He did. He did the same thing in Blade. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it, 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 there's nothing special in that film. But I think this, for me, I think was um a person who'd kind of seen a lot of films was inspired mm. by that influenced in that way and he just brought this exactly. incredible world that oh. I don't remember seeing in kind of um, american cinema yeah. at that
0: time yeah i mean that's why he's known as a, a genre a sort of genre filmmaker because obviously the last one we had was a black exploitation movie the yeah. other ones have been sort of very crime driven movies and things like that and this one is like his martial arts movies it's all the stuff that we grew up on back in the day, and rented from the video sh- store, as he'd call it, video shop, or Blockbuster. Um, and he would have done that as well. So these are all the the movies that we grew up with as teenagers, like mars- martial arts movies was one of those typical ones we'd you'd, uh, you'd rent, and they were all from Japan or China, have Bruce, Bruce Lee, Lee and things like yeah. that. Yes, and he's it, it's, it's just wants to it's he's it's, it's like he's got his head just packed full of all these great movies and he just wants to do, he wants to do them the best that he can as well and just wants to do something amazing with them. And I think he does that with this. It's, uh, he decides to transform, um, yeah, the genre of of martial arts movies on, onto the big screen for the American audiences and worldwide audiences. Um, yeah, and the music is great in this as well. It just all, all works well together. Oh, the, the um, the the siren sounds and things like that every time um, every time Kill Bill, her, is that her name? <laughs> the bride. The they bride, referred to yeah. her as the bride, didn't they?
1: The yeah.
0: bride. Every, every time she gets mad, you get the Oh, sound. yeah. yeah. Uh, I haven't seen this in so long. And and the whistling sound of the, the, the woman with the, the one eye. I think her name is one eye. <laughs> you remember that? She's walking along the the, the uh hospital corridor about to go and finish her off and she's just whistling this haunting tune
1: it rings a bell I'll have to I'd have to watch this splice together again
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> anyway yeah brilliant um, rating
1: um I think it it is one film but um I would say, watch number one. This was, uh, I watched it in the cinema. I loved it. Mm. Number two, it's very different. So set your expectations accordingly. Do not expect (laughs) anything similar. Um, And this is one I would say, watch on a streaming service. So number one, I say, go out. And this is, what I even watched this in the cinema. The other one I did watch in the cinema, but I would put it down as watch on your streaming service.
0: Mm. Okay. Well, I think they're both. Both brilliant, but you're right. The second one is um slower, but I think it really needs to be watched as a whole. So I'd say just. Yeah, I mean, I'm not telling. Uh, I'm, uh, my my rating system doesn't go by cinema, anyway. But, the um, pussy
1: wagon. That's it. That's the car, right?
0: The the wagon. Yeah. <laughs> so that's random. True, yeah.
1: But there's a car that she hijacks. <laughs> I was just thinking, there's this uh, car that she's a really flamboyant car, and I was just thinking, what was the name? Uh. It took well, at least ages. something
0: stuck with you in the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the footy wagon She apparently up, um, has appeared in other movies and things as well so. ah. um, I haven't got a list of them but there you go and a music video as well a pretty famous famous wagon now it's good oh, so was what it did in you do Telephone
1: of... with uh, Lady Gaga and Beyonce
0: yes was it in there? possibly that one yes. <laughs> I don't know. it could well be i we'll have to check up on it later Okay, so what did he do next Tarantino.
1: Ah, now it's. (laughs) I'm I'm messing
0: with you as always. So let's see. So he's done
1: one, two, three. He's done four so far. Uh, At this point, it's either uh, uh, Inglorious, I think, or Grindhouse.
0: Uh, Inglorious? Grindhouse is the next one to come up. Yes. 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 Death Proof is his next big one. But in between that, he directed a scene, didn't he, in Sin City? Uh, he did direct a scene in Sin City, Sin City for, for Robert Rodriguez. For before one the yeah. yep Yeah, and, and also directed a scene of CSI as well, an episode Ooh. in between. And he also wrote the screenplay for the Reservoir Dogs video game wow. in the meantime. Wow. Um Yeah. Um, but then straight to Death Proof, I guess. Yes. He, what's the plot? So um, yeah. him and Robert
1: Rodriguez came up with this idea of trying to do these B-films, like yeah, back yeah, in the good. day. Um, so yeah, yeah, back, back yeah. a long, long time ago, you used to be able to buy tickets and it'd be a double feature. So this yeah. idea was Robert Rodriguez would do a film, Quentin Tarantino would do a separate film, yeah. two different budgets, two different things, and then you'd put them both together and that would be your double feature film. Yeah. And Quentin Tarantino's was Death Proof, bringing back the great Kurt Russell. Yeah. And this incredible car that he just—he yes. basically uh, picks up these ladies, and then he uses the car to kill them. Some are sitting yeah. in the car, chucks them out of the windows, he runs them over. Um, and again, this had a good star cast. This had like Rosario Dawson. Dawson. It had, I think, yeah. it's definitely got him, Kurt Russell. It's got some other people as well, some famous actresses as well. And it's more the women getting their revenge on him. Yeah, on Kurt Russell. Not to Tarantino, and it's. <laughs> I think. I think the story is, um, if it, once it came out in the cinema as well, they realized the two films weren't doing so well. So, internationally, it was almost like Death Proof was promoted and um, you know, distributed by itself compared to yeah. Planet, um, Terror. I think it was. Yeah. But yeah, um, it was it was really good. There's a director's cut of this, which is uh, another twenty minutes or something, and it adds more to it. And Kurt Russell. Because again, another one of those incredible actors had a amazing um, kind of like movies. Then took a little break, and then he came back. And now you yeah. know he's in the Fast and Furious totally franchise. Back. He's in Guardians of the Galaxy. Kurt Russell's just incredible. So yeah, he's back
0: as a badass.
1: He is. He, he's Snake. Yes. Snake is back.
0: Excellent. Yes. Good film. Things like that. Um, also, is in the thing. Yeah. Yes, but I think that was, that was previous stuff. was previous stuff. Yes, definitely previous stuff. Um, yeah, as you say. Um, yeah, bring. Uh, he does. You're exactly right with the plot. Anyway, yeah, well done. Um, obviously, first of all, they have him, them showing him being successful and and killing a girl in in his death-proof car because he's a Hollywood stuntman who has a, a car that can't kill him but can kill. The yeah, person in the driver's seat. Yes. Um, and, and then the next thing we see about a year later is the group of girls who are just kick-ass women who aren't going to take shit, and he, he tries to mess with them, and uh, he, he doesn't come out the best out of it, basically. Um, very much a, a, a genre movie again, B-movie style, mm. I'd say. Um, exploitation, horror, and car chase movie as well, all rolled into one. Um, uh, Zoe Bell who's the lead I think of the ladies who um, does most of the stunts on the car was yeah. actually um, the stunt woman from Kill Bill as well oh, wow. so, so um, where Kill Bill was a vehicle for Uma Thurman uh, he basically wrote it with Uma Thurman in mind as the star um, Jackie Brown he wrote for Pam Greer thinking yeah i'm going to put you in this movie you're going to do great in this movie you're perfect for this and for this one i think he thought wow zoe bell you you're uh, you're amazing at what you do and you can act i'm going to put you as an actual actor rather than a stunt stunt woman. oh wow
1: i didn't so, know that wow
0: yeah it's he's pretty he's a, he's a cool guy he just wants to do good things for the cinema world <laughs> that tarantino, tarantino uh, kid and the the woman that gets murdered i think is rose mcgowan um, yeah uh, okay Who is also planet it, it, terror it the star of planet terror yeah so they interlink their movies in that way as well and um, she was picked because
1: of the harvey weinstein um allegations that were going on at that time that's right. why robert rodriguez picked her in
2: yeah. the film
1: and i think um okay. i don't know how she got picked for her bit in this other film but i imagine it'd be something similar but this was when okay, they were yeah. when, when that sex pest was around
0: yeah, I mean, she was from a, a different era, a, a, a sex exploitation era, slightly. Do you think? Or what, why was she chosen exactly then?
1: So, ba- ba- so, the, so the Harvey Weinstein <laughs> stuff, right, is still yeah. Go- ongoing. Yeah. Um, and she, she um, she's alleged, um, and okay. so have uh, loads of other women. So mm. There's got to be some truth. There's no, there's not always smoke without fire, right? So yeah. he's he's been a sex pest let's just say yeah. that right so in he's this been,
0: case it's quite obvious in
1: it's true. Yeah. inappropriate behaviours he's been yeah. and he's raped a bunch of women as well he's, he's just he's just an awful man and yeah. so i think robert rodriguez or somehow people found out about it or something and he's still quite kept hush hush in the industry but that's mm. the reason why she was picked to play in the robert rodriguez film i don't yeah. know if that was the same reason why quentin also picked her to be in his film as well at the start or it could just be because it's *Grindhouse*. He picked up because it can be in the same universe. So yeah. she could be in *Planet*. And then you know she doesn't really die at the end of it, maybe, and then she just mm-hmm. loses her leg, and that's how <laughs> Terror* happens. Who knows? You know, it could, the, the universes could be linked. But that's that's the reason why she was in the original.
0: Okay. Um, so was there anything? Do you remember this movie well then? Because this is what this is another one that I quite often forget. I can I. I have to like go back each time and, and I think, oh, I don't remember it being like this. Again, this
1: is one I watched once. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah. watched it as a double feature and I watched one after mm-hmm. the other. And I think I watched Planet... I think it's Planet Terror first, Death Root. But at this I point, I, um, I, I love Robert Rodriguez yeah, right, yeah. and I loved uh, Quentin Tarantino. So the fact that they were doing a film together sounded great. But I think what happened was yeah. they got given huge budgets to try and make a... B movie style kind of grindhouse Kind of thing when they should have been given Smaller budgets and say look guys We know you can do incredible things look at Desperado Look at Pulp Fiction Here Mm. is like 5 million US or and now go Away and make incredible films the way you guys Do instead of here's 30 or 40 million each Go away, make something, and then we will slap it together, make it like a B
0: movie. And
1: I think that's where it kind of fails because it's it's yeah. quite glossy; it looks it, good. Spe- they though... spent more money
0: on this than Kill Bill.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So... Even though he's he's got like scratches in the film, and he's got like missing reel here stuff like that to make it yeah. feel like it was supposed to be an old grindhouse film. I just yeah. it never really felt that way. It's, if it yeah. just made made this film on a smaller budget and we can see mm. what Tarantino can it's do
2: with,
1: he would have done a great job because he just proved that in Kill Bill. Yeah. He proved that in Pulp Fiction. I think yeah. after a certain time, this is one of those films where I think uh, his his career is kind of like they're all great films, but they're kind of like um the first two are just, you know, I'd say masterpieces. Then mm-hmm. Jackie Brown is just a good film. So kind of for someone who's that good it goes down a bit and then you know, then after that he has um, Kill Bill, is that right? So volume, yeah. volume one, again a masterpiece. Second one, again a good film. And then this one is, it's just a good film. Like if it's someone else's film, you're like that was good. That was really good. I enjoyed it. For yeah. Tarantino, I think, because the um, bar is so high for him to clear each time, this is just a good film.
0: Yeah, it
1: could have been so much better if they they just restricted the two directors and just given them almost no money and said, go away, make a film.
0: Yeah. I think you're right because it, it does feel like such a cheap film, even though it's really expensive. Yeah, and I, I think that's why I, I would really most of the time I wouldn't even class it as part of his eight movies. It's it's like a half a movie because obviously it was part of a half, half, you know, a the grindhouse Double presentation. Feature, yeah. Double feature means it's slightly shorter as well, and it just yeah, it feels like a cheap movie. It's 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 an okay movie. Um, I love all all Tarantino's movies and what he does with what he does, you know? So it's nice that he, he wanted to do this B movie style and this, this chase car chase scene with, with real stunts and all that sort of thing. It's nice that he wanted to do that, but it's, Mm. it's just something that he's done for himself. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's, it's not really that big a movie as it could have been. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm I wouldn't really class it as as one of his big movies, but he does certainly does because obviously the Hateful Eight is classed as his eighth movie, and so that means this is definitely his fifth movie. He's he's yes. he's gotten very well ordered on his of what movie he classes as his movies, which he counts. So, um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So would you recommend it? <laughs>
1: I mean, if you've got an hour or hour and a half to kill, you on your streaming service and you've seen everything yeah. else, that's where I'd put this. It's it's worth a watch, but it's not something you should run out and watch like some of his previous films.
0: Mm. Yeah, I I'd, I'd probably give it a two or three stars for for my my version um, of my version of rating. It's you know, it's an okay film. Um, if you're if you're a big fan of Tarantino, you're definitely going to watch it and enjoy it. If you're not a big fan, then it's it's just kind of average. Um, yeah, I agree. So his next film up, two thousand and nine, it's Inglorious. Inglorious Bastards with uh, Brad Mitspelled. Pitt, Chris,
1: Christopher Walk, not uh, Christopher Waltz.
0: Yes, Christopher. He won Waltz. an
1: Academy Award, didn't he, for this film?
0: Yeah, his first time to Tarantino movies, and
1: amazing. Yeah, I think it's his first feature length film as well, Christopher Waltz. Yeah. Um, And yeah, and and he got nominated. I can't remember if he won. Maybe he won an Oscar for this. Yeah, it's really good. This is, (laughs) and it's a very different film, like what we've seen previously, to like a. So it's almost like saying, here, Quentin Tarantino, go make a war film. And that's Mm -hmm. what he's done. He's made a war film, but he's done it in such a different
0: way. Very unique. That's what Um, he likes to do, though. He likes to take take uh, one genre and then twist it around make something yeah. new out of it so. yeah
1: this was really way. really good
0: this is War his movie.
1: this is him making a comeback right back to his old the first yeah. two films days that's how okay. good this one is
0: okay for me it, I, I love this movie too but it's it's so long that it's hard to remember well, it's
1: about three hours you mean.
0: <sighs> yeah I love it but like I feel like do I really want to rewatch it every time because it's just so yeah. long but what is the plot then <laughs>
1: Soldiers trying to kill Adolf Hitler.
0: Yeah. Okay. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you've nailed it pretty much. (laughs) Brad Pitt's in it. Yes. So there's vigilante, well, not really vigilante, but uh, yeah, a vigilante set of soldiers who uh, like to do things the brutal way in France during World War Two, scalping Nazis, and then at the same time you've got uh, a lady who owns a cinema. Who, um, yes. who the bad guy Christopher Waltz uh, ends up chatting to um, and choosing her cinema as a place for a, a sort of high ranking official Nazi meetup to watch probably uh, Dawn of a Nation, whatever it's called that sort of um, Nazi propaganda film, stuff like that um, and yeah, the two come together to um, use their cinema to to do a, take a big they give the Nazis a big hit by burning it down. Um, yeah, um, so Christopher Waltz, as you say, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's brilliant in, in uh, it's, I love seeing Brad Pitt in this movie. They, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his as well.
1: Um, I remember watching Brad Pitt in something called Californication, I think it is, with okay. um, the guy from uh, X-Files, David DeConniff. DeConniff. Mm. Ticophony right Yeah. Um, but he uh, spoiler alert he plays the villain Brad Pitt but he was so good in that film that after that I just I loved everything he did you know Seven Fight Club whatever yeah. it be I was, I was just like yeah I'll watch Brad Pitt in anything it was so good
0: yeah I think for me it was Fight Club <laughs> the first thing that I really I really liked him in um, so yeah ever since that I've been interested to see what he's in and that six
1: pack in Thurman Louise I was like wow
0: <laughs> this man can act
2: yeah,
0: without a shirt, um, and he's he's going to be in the upcoming Quentin Tarantino, isn't he? Is that right? Once upon a time, yeah, it's him and Leonardo
1: DiCaprio and yeah. Margot Robbie again. Yeah. A huge star cast for this yeah. one as well.
0: Which which is why we're talking about this obviously today because it's coming up soon. This new movie, um, and we'll talk about that a bit later, I guess. Trying and talk about that. Um, So you you, you liked Inglorious Bastards
1: i did i enjoyed
0: this it's a new taste. it's actually on... quite
1: funny as well like this, yeah. there's a, this i wouldn't say laugh out loud moments but the the dialogue and again because because this is kind of like what i want to see him do i don't want to see him kind of pegged down but I, I guess people just say what do you want to make and he's just like i got this idea and you like go ahead and yeah. make it uh, get whoever you want people want to work yeah. with him um it's just, you know, the dialogue and the, the story, and even though it's such a subject matter that's kind of, like, happened not that long ago, and mm. it still resonates with a lot of people because of how horrific it was and yeah. the things that went on. He, he actually makes it, a, you know, it's a fresh look on all of that. Uh, some of it's actually funny, and it, the first time I watched it, the three hours did drag, but I think you've had to invest the time again now. It's like, I have to put aside three hours to watch this film, yeah. so I think that's, that's the only downfall. I think once really you start good.
0: watching it, um, yeah, like like I was, yeah, like we both said, it is really long. But once you start watching it, his his, he by. his skills, his script writing, it's just so good that you, you get entranced by any of his movies now. Like the the way people just talk back and forth, it's it's very easy to kill those three hours. They they disappear quite quickly because I, I remember this movie mainly for the intense dialogue. Obviously it starts straight out with Christopher Waltz interrogating people and that's like an intense conversation you want to you don't you're on the edge of your seat the whole time and then just throughout the movie whenever whenever Christopher Waltz is around it's you're on the edge of your seat as to what's going to happen next because just you don't know what's going to happen everything could change just in an instant and you know he, he could find out that that there's that, that someone is an enemy of the Nazi Party in any moment and just shoot them and it kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat.
1: His acting is incredible in this film.
0: Yeah, I mean, he is an incredible actor. Um I think I read that um this movie almost didn't get made in the sense they couldn't find an actor to play his part that just they needed someone who was just that good. And they, they they were like they almost didn't get made until they found Christopher Waltz. Who's just showed immediately how amazing an actor he is. So this um, yeah. this is
1: one I'd definitely say um, it's a bit late now, but this is definitely a mm. cinema watch because you've got to yeah. put it, go out your way, uh, spend three hours and enjoy it, um, or w- watch it on DVD or something. Um, the yeah. good thing about watching at home, you can pause and go for a wee break. <laughs> it's just it's <laughs> a good film.
0: It, it, it will whiz parts. by if volume it's the one, first... volume
1: two. <laughs> Exactly. If it's the first time you watch it, I think it's there's so much happening and you're kind
0: of on the edge of your seat for a lot of it that the time mm. just whizzes by. Yeah. I think once you know what what what's gonna happen, it's it's less of, obviously it's less of a surprise, so yeah. it's less as intense, but it's still a good watch just to watch all those things unfold. Um but I would still go give it probably three stars for it because for me this one is just a little bit longer and less impactful for me, um than some of his other films. Wow. I'm afraid, yeah. That's a uh, that's a big middle finger to Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Well sorry, <laughs> but but Django is just that's uh, <laughs> coming up was just Oh
1: yes. I was thinking what <laughs> was the next movie,
0: one? Big movie. Um I'd forgotten yeah. about this one. Okay. I
1: kept thinking I was kept thinking, what's number seven? That's number number seven. seven, and now that you've okay. told me, it's Django Unchained.
0: So Inglorious Bastards and Death Proof are two that I mix up the order of, which you almost did as well. Um, quite forgettable sometimes for me, which obviously not the case for you for Inglorious Bastards. But for you, it's Django Unchained. You were forgetting.
1: As in, I just didn't remember. Yeah, it's number seven. Okay. But I remember watching it, and I remember loving this film.
0: Yes. This had think... Leonardo. Yes.
1: This had Samuel Jackson. Jamie Foxx Kerry Washington Quinton Tarantino
0: himself Christopher Waltz again
1: Christopher oh yes cuz he's the bounty hunter It's the
0: good guy and he yeah.
1: and he that's helped really Jamie Foxx um and he and he at the start of the film he rescues him um, and yeah. then they go off to find this guy who Jamie Foxx has seen to claim a bounty on him
0: yeah that's and it and he
1: turns out to be the sheriff i think yeah, of that's this the first town one. yeah Um, and then yeah and then he teaches him how to do this bounty hunting and stuff
0: it's incredible yeah exactly he gives a a black slave his freedom and then teaches him to become a bounty hunter yes and it's
1: also got this uh, moment in um where leonardo's um doing this incredible speech and he's Mm -hmm. he's an amazing actor i've always thought that um but he's just he's you know just he's he's Basically stealing the movie from everyone, and yeah. he's just there he's Amazing. talking, and he breaks the glass in his hands, yeah, and he's got actual blood because the actual uh, glass actually, cuts into, that's, that's yeah, yeah, and he just carries on he just he just nails it so well that he just he's like, "I don't care, I'm going to get through this, get to and it's just so powerful, his whole performance yeah. is, is incredible. The, the, I can't believe he didn't win an oscar for this one he won it for revenant and i think at the end they just kind of gave it to him but this was yeah. he was so good in this film
0: it shows like, how uh, shows how um Tarantino always brings actors and brings the best out of them really because like Leonardo DiCaprio is, is that's you know titanic all that stuff he's fine he's okay in shutter island the whatever stuff but yeah he's absolutely amazing in this he's Quentin brings him to life He's had some good films, you know, Aviator,
1: Uh, Gangs of New York. Yeah, yeah. He did a lot of Scorsese films as well. Departed. Yeah,
0: yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I know.
1: I know. I know. I mean,
0: Basketball Diaries. All that. Basketball. Yeah, that was really good as well. He is a good actor, but the point is that people don't get to see his. The beach. They just don't show him as. The man in the iron mask. He plays two roles. Yeah, I still think this is his best. Best no role.
1: but that had like Jeremy Irons Gerald DiCaprio <laughs> it had Gabriel Burns um... You're just
0: saying how great he was in this movie. <laughs> he
1: was so good. He played as two actors. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, that's <laughs> how I knew he was amazing because he played these two different roles. And yeah oh. no th- this you're right this was <laughs> this was something special though.
0: He was he was incredible. I loved it. I think this... so but you know I see everything through a lens of Quentin Tarantino because I am a big fan so yeah I see someone in Tarantino movies and I go wow I didn't know they could do that. I think this is the first
1: time right I'd seen i seen Jamie Foxx in um Ray, have seen him in a few other films as well. Um and I always always thought like, you know, Jamie Foxx is really good. But in this film I think he he he's really good. But also, boy does he look good naked, because there's a whole scene which was kind <laughs> of like made no sense, but he's just dangling around up, naked and Upside was like, down. Wow. It's Jamie Foxx looks amazing.
0: <laughs> You can see his wheelie a little bit in the background there.
1: Had to pause it was a few times, but sure, yes, okay. we managed it.
0: Feature just to
1: check, we did it. Um, and then we high fived. Definitely.
0: <laughs> uh, good story, bro. <laughs> well, that didn't actually happen. <laughs> uh,
1: I think that this, this, is, this film's great, but then, you know, at the end where Tarantino comes in and he mm. saves him and then he kills Tarantino yes. and he does the whole thing. I think that last, that. That 20 odd minutes really didn't need to be there because he felt like he's prolonging yeah. it the end of this film.
0: It's an yeah, incredible
1: yeah. film. I loved it. It did tie, um, up,
0: but... tie up how the film would end, but yeah. And it's, and it's Quentin Tarantino just putting himself in movies and not doing yeah, very after... well. It makes me cringe to see him act now, whereas at first it was okay. Like Pulp Fiction, he's okay. Most of our dogs, is okay. Um, Death Proof, he plays in, in the guy in the, the bartender. Unnoticeable, but by now he's just—he uh, puts on a stupid Australian accent.
1: Yeah, you should just avoid that. That that. Yeah, yeah I, I love Do this that. film. I think it's really good. Samuel Jackson plays a a, a slave who's um living in in uh, oh, yeah. his house.
0: Headstone. Again, another
1: great performance by him. Again. Yeah, um, and another. And even, yeah. and even like uh, Leo, he must have read that script and the words and the things he had to say. He mm. must have thought, oh, my God, can I actually say any of this stuff? Yeah. Um, it's if you haven't seen the film, go watch it. Don't want to spoil it. And we can't even we can't even mm. say any of that yeah, stuff. No. But uh, it's we amazing. Can't it. <laughs> we, we can't say any of that stuff he says he's, in that film. But yeah, it, he's so good. And he it's makes the, it it's weird because he it. just it makes <laughs> me feel that he is and he's not. And genuinely, I love Leo, but he makes me feel in that film, as he's acting a way that he's a genuine racist. Yeah, he was so good. Like everything he said, the way he acted, his mannerisms—I don't know how he does it. He's just so good. And I know in real life he's an—he's an amazing man, and I'd love to meet him one day and give him a hug and a high five. But he was so good;
0: I just believed him. I couldn't—I couldn't stop staring at like how good he was. Apparently, Tarantino himself said that um, the character. That uh, Leonardo DiCaprio played in that is the only character he's ever written that he didn't like. He actually hated. He's just revolted by by his own character. He written. Whereas other bad guys, you know, he he didn't. He had some likable aspects about him, but
1: yeah. But this guy has no redeeming qualities at all. Absolutely none. Mm. He's a terrible
0: person. Yeah, but such a good actor. Candyland. I love love the name of that place. Let's go to Candyland. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, great movie. Um, the, the thing I've, I noticed about this movie as well is it's like it's Django Unchained. You only really get the Django Unchained art right at the end where he's, he's at. Now he's the badass as well. Well, I guess
1: like, it's kind of freedom as well, right? So early on when he buys his freedom yeah. and he's actually a free man for the first time, so it it, yeah. it can have both kind of connotations, can it? It's about him being free,
0: yeah, unchanged, unchanged, unchanged. Yeah, Unchained.
1: Unchained, yeah. Uh, yeah, loved it. Such yeah. a good film.
0: And also music-wise, like Tarantino has had great choice of music. In Soundtracks movies. have been amazing. Yeah, yeah. And this one's spaghetti western, but sometimes there's like heavy rap to to, to go to to go in the flow of what Django's sort of motivation is. So when he's about to kick some ass, it's like, yeah, put on some heavy rap music.
1: Yes. he could, They could have put a Jamie Foxx track in there as well. Like, he's, he's, he's in R&B. He's got a lot of hip-hop yeah, friends.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. Jamie Foxx has a great uh, record of movies as Blame
1: well. Blame it on the Jews. It's like, uh,
0: <laughs>
1: Blame It On The Alcohol, Gold Digger. You took my money.
0: These are these are all tracks,
1: right? Yes, these are all Jamie Fox featured tracks. Just come up with these words. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Um, if there is a rating system for this, this um, I didn't watch okay. in the cinema. This is one I missed. Um, I watched okay. on something watched called Sky Movies, uh, but I would have definitely have loved to watch this in the cinema. So, in the rating system, this is definitely the cinema watch.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, I think this is a four-star movie for me as well. Just the intense uh, conversations with DiCaprio, which are totally believable. So good, yeah. And also Christopher Waltz and Jamie Foxx just together are great and coming up through the film. Yeah, d- definitely definitely worth a watch. Um, and then the big shootout as well at the end, which has to happen because, you know, uh, Tarantino and Westerns, it's it's actually a lot of fun as well. Apart from the fact, also it's got quite a lot of disturbing connotations for uh, sort of deep South racism and slavery. Yeah. Um, it can be quite a fun movie, but at the same time, it it can be a quite a disturbing movie. Yeah, so, I think this
1: is this is his film with the most amount of nudity as well.
0: Yeah, probably. Is, so yeah. that's a big thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you get to see uh, Brum Hilda slightly naked while being dragged around the field as well, so great. <laughs> and him upside down about to get his nads chopped off, so yeah, brilliant, brilliant nudity. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes, and Tarantino being in the movie as well. Oh. <laughs> Disappointing on that. Um, okay, so the next movie, Final movie of the movies release <clears> is released so far Because we're waiting on the next one yes, we we'll talk about the release the of the next one though. Yep um, Next one, The Hateful Eight
1: Hateful Eight, yes Again, what a star cast, right? Kurt Russell's in here um, You've got the guy, you've got Samuel Jackson uh, You've also got Channing Tatum You've got um, Jason, uh, Jennifer Scott Lee I think it is, she plays the main female lead Jason um, Lee um, and and even all the other people in the house, they're all famous people. You will recognise them all. They're all people who've been yeah. in stuff. Yeah. Um, Madsen's back again as well. He plays a role in this film. Mm. Um, and it's about eight bounty hunters who find themselves in a in a kind of cabin in in yeah. the snow, and they have to yeah. spend the night there.
0: Yeah. All the while knowing that one of them might be a a mole, a traitor.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah, which and obviously, it... um, he's got he's got he's brought a bounty with him, which is worth a lot of money. So, is yeah. there any one of the bounty hunters going to kill him and take the bounty for themselves? Because yes. he's he's the hangman, right?
0: He Kurt Russell. Yeah, he wants to take in take take the girl to be hung. Yeah, that's true. Yes, and one of them is the new sheriff of the town, I think as well. Yes, he or, or is. He, yeah. or he claims to be at the beginning. He's a uh, good actor. As well. If you want. Uh, spoiler free uh, yeah it's quite I, a recent film but it's so good I think it is um but this I, I don't think it not everyone thinks so I think it, it, it's a bit of a slower movie definitely yeah. not, not everyone likes it's got the blood and gore that you'd expect from Tarantino or people try to expect I don't think you should expect it you can do anything but yeah it does quite often put blood and gore in these movies yeah, this is definitely where you're going back to more conversation again. It's all about slow cinematography, but very slow conversation and intense dialogue where you just don't know what's going to happen next. And you're always on the edge of your seat.
1: I always think of this film split into three, right? So this okay. the start the starting, when they're in the snow and he's and he meets the other people. So you have yeah. the outdoor shots and he's you have riding, this incredible yeah. um, backdrop to where it's going to be set. Then yeah. you have the, the second west, half
0: in the, in the snow the,
1: the second third of the film is when they yeah. enter the cabin and they start having the conversation with everyone and then yeah. the third yeah. half or the third is when channing tatum and those guys arrive and you have a different kind of film. i i felt it was almost yeah. like and it, for me personally i know it's three hours it's quite a long film but for me i i really enjoyed it i think it meshed really well together Cause that mm. backdrop gives you the idea and the sense of scale as to what's going on in the outside world. Mm. And then he brings you into the cabin where you get that feel of kind of like secludedness, you get that feeling of kind of claustrophobia and all the yeah, air. Cause you've got all these other people there. And I think he does that so well. So while, you know, he's shown us the outside world and he's shown us how this landscape and what everything is going on down there. And he brings us into the house kind mm. of part two or three. And then you got the third which yeah. is the shootout and stuff. That's kind of how I see the film and I, and I loved it i I, I did yeah. really like it
0: yeah I mean I love Tarantino anyway, so I love the whole cinematic shots outdoors the, and that it's all I think it's filmed in an uh, extra wide screen or something I've seen it every time I've seen it it seems to be very wide yeah. um, so he's obviously taken that that very old style of very slow artistic cinematography to just do beautiful shots. Oh yeah. Um we're not we're not doing ratings not right now but I would say I've I've got it on, on DVD but I would recommend Blu-ray cuz the picture you need that good picture for it it's just so beautiful or I don't know how how um how HD it will be on um video streaming services but yeah beautiful and then also the the dialogue like you say I mean, like I've always I've been saying as well like as his films have co- co- come along, like the dialogue has always been something he's really good at, where people just have natural conversations. But with those lo- the last three movies now, it's been the third one, you just have such intense conversations. Yeah, he's um, back
1: back to that. This is the one where um, someone had taken the script and leaked it online. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. They, they then said, OK, well, you know, we're going to can the film. Then they did a yeah. the reading, didn't they? So he got all the actors together. They filmed the reading, mm. and he could see the vibe in the room, and he could see how like how much fun, you know, some of the yeah. dialogue's funny as well. How yeah. you know what? I should make this, and I'm glad Definitely, he did. Yeah. I know a lot of people yeah. didn't enjoy it. I think people had the problems with it or whatever, but for me, I loved mm. it. I I think I'm glad that they that he went away yeah. and did this. Yeah. Because it, it shows that kind of like it shows his different style again and his evolution yeah. of a, as a director. Like he's and gone from very different films to kind of doing a more kind of like, it, again, a very personal
0: film. He can do it quite small, he can mm-hmm. make it quite big, all in the same yeah. film. And it makes sense to me that he would decide to make it after doing a reading, actually, because I didn't know that. Um, but it, I think Tarantino's biggest um, biggest skill, talent, is 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 knowing who's gonna play the parts and who's gonna play them the absolute yeah. best,
2: yeah so
0: you can like if he's written entire scripts, yeah, the script gets leaked yeah people have have seen the script they don't know nothing about the movie it's not it's not a tarantino movie until he's put it in the in the voices of the actors he's chosen who are the perfect actors, so yeah, I mean he always picks amazing actors um yeah. Um, it, people were talking a lot about this being being like the thing when it was before it'd come out.
1: Oh, were they? Oh, because um, the winter, the snow setting, did, because they're being abandoned and,
0: and uh, yeah, being isolated and yeah, and not knowing um, who's who's going to betray them. Just like oh, in, yeah, just the, like
1: in John Carpenter's thing, yeah, at yeah. the end
0: where they're all sitting around,
1: yeah. Yeah,
0: I think also the um, the. The person that wrote the music, the musical score for this, actually uh, wrote the sa- wrote the score for the thing as well. And they used some tracks that weren't that were writ- originally written for the thing. Oh, Okay. Um, but he's also, I mean, that's another thing about the movie. it has got a great score as well. Um, I think he must have done westerns and things as well because this is it's just a really good artistic um, soundtrack as well. Yeah. For the backdrop. Um, yeah. Um, something I actually found out today is this, this was actually originally written to be a Django sequel. Oh, wow. Did you know this? No, yeah, no. I mean, they changed it. Basically, they changed it around because he, apparently he decided that the character that Django was going to be didn't really fit his character. So they made it into a separate movie. But um, they start. Yeah, they started off as a novel written as a, as a Django sequel. Oh, with, clever. Uh, I was surprised find out. and we're still looking forward to maybe getting a sequel for Django well here
1: well, he, he's he's claimed
0: that he's only doing one more film well he's, oh, as it depends yeah some people say that he, he said he wants to make at least 10 so we might see more um i mean yeah, if someone said right to me he's only 10. making
1: one more film i want him to make star trek
0: yeah <laughs> is that what you, that's what you want to see i
1: i mean you got chris pine chris hensworth and you know you've got you have got everyone else still there, Kurt, Urban, um, mm-hmm. what's his name, Spock, I can't forget uh, uh, so Zoe Saldana. You have got this incredible star cast. He could do so much with that. I think. Yeah. I loved Star Trek the first star one. Trek. Yeah. I I enjoyed number three, and I think he would do an incredible. job. Simon Pegg, that's it. Um, he'd do a great job at number four, I think.
0: Mm. But hateful eight, hate, first of all. First of all,
1: *Hateful Eight*. Loved, it. yeah, really good film. Um, if, if, I uh, again, this came out over Christmas, and like you said, this got pulled from certain cinema chains in the mm. UK yeah. due to uh, distribution oh, yes. issues and stuff.
0: Yeah, um, so I had to travel to Brighton and watch it in the Odeon, which was a pretty wow. cool experience. But usually, I'd use my cinema card, like five miles away. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I I didn't watch this in the cinema, but um, I kind of look back and think. Maybe I should have supported this film because he didn't do yeah. it as well as some of his other films. And um, I, I still Pretty enjoyed it. I, I think for some people, it might be it's, it's a bit of a slog or they didn't like Channing Tatum in the film, whatever the reason. I, I love his uh, Samuel Jackson story about he's got a letter from, is it from Lincoln? Right? He's got this letter. Yeah, something like that, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and at the end, he shares it with the sheriff and they kind of have a laugh and stuff. They have yeah. A laugh, yeah. And, that's and again, the, you never
0: know what's actually written on there. No, you don't. Tarantino often does, doesn't does show us the gold in the case, doesn't show yeah. us the letter.
1: Yeah, it's a good film, right? Because <laughs> it is... and it's. I, I, yeah, I, I really liked it. I can't really say much bad about it. I, I liked it, that's why.
0: It's a bit yeah. long, but it doesn't matter. It's, I think so. it's slow and artistic and not everyone yeah. appreciates that.
1: And again, look at this incredible star cast. If you just get them in a room... Which is what he did. He put him in a cabin yeah. and, and uh, they play, she plays a musical instrument as well, doesn't she? Does she do or does he do? Yeah. One of them plays a violin or something I And think again she all, does. All yeah, that, yeah. All that stuff, just them sitting down talking and kind of having a chat um, yeah. the bit at the start, it's incredible because you know if you've got good actors, a bit like when Michael Mann directed Heat, everyone talks about the coffee scene where he's got the camera whizzing around. you've got Doc Robert Niro and Pacino just having a chat. And he goes, if I see you coming over the corner, I won't hesitate. And then De Niro says something similar. And just having great actors sometimes just act is amazing. And yeah, mm-hmm. I love this. I love it.
0: Yeah, my Michael Madsen brought back as well. Yeah. That's from, it, Madsen was his, back as well. Yeah, Tim Roth from his other movies as well. That's so. it.
1: It was Tim Roth. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Such a good star cast.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Planet of the Apes, Tim Roth.
0: Yeah. Um, so, um, upcoming movie. We've got the new Once movie. Once upon a out. time. Yeah, what do you think?
1: Um, it's going to be great.
0: Like, what's, so, what's, the, um, what's the plot?
1: What's the <laughs> plot? Not plot? Out yet? It's yet. he's he's a stunt. He's he's a stuntman. Uh,
0: yeah. It, that's where. Once like. upon a time in. Talk about it together because I think we've both seen oh. trailers, so we're not going to know it completely. I but yeah I, I haven't seen any trailers for this. You I've, st- I've the stayed trailer? away. No. I
1: okay. I just know Quinto Tarantino was making the film, and then I was like, I'll watch it regardless of what what the yeah. story is or anything. Um, okay. But then I've seen some posters. I saw a picture of Brad Pitt and Leo, and I was like, okay, yeah. you got the best, you got the best star cast. Best, um, the best. And then you know other names get released afterwards, and you're like, oh yeah, th- this looks amazing. Yeah. Um, so I've I've only seen posters and kind of snippets where have talked about him being a stunt i think it's mainly you telling me what it's about i have no interest in finding out what this film is i just want to go watch it that's kind of i i I rarely do this like i think we live in a day and age where there's so much information thrown at you from um,
0: all aspects
1: of media Um, and then i've i've seen and i feel like i know i know the film before i go in to watch it yeah sometimes if you just watch a film off the title as long as you're not a netflix original it might be quite good (laughs) you never know and I think once in a while you watch something without seeing the trailer, and sometimes the trailer gives away a twist or something. Like um, yeah. the Terminator films do. Um, some of the other films kind of give away. Um, I was watching,
2: yeah, I was watching
1: the um, that that David Fincher show that I was talking about the other day, and the title gave away. It, it, it's not a twist, but it gave away something about the show that episode, which yeah. then happened, and you're like, oh, I kind of ruined it's a it. Shame, yeah if I just watched it, this would have just happened and he would have played out and I would have just been able to enjoy it. Like when Hulk appears in Thor Ragnarok, if I'd never seen the trailers and I never knew Hulk was oh, in it, yeah. to see him at Sakaar and then he gets to the tournament and there's yeah. these big green banners and they're all kind of chanting away and then to have the yeah. reveal happen in the cinema, I would have just yeah.
0: blown my mind. I think, I think that's yeah, why I, I, I haven't I watched anything that happens for this one. for me because I, I, I don't tend to watch trailers too much either. So, I stay I away like, from like all Pixar surprise.
1: films because I know I love them and I'll watch them at some point. And yeah. I stay away from Tarantino, kind of, because okay. something could always be a spoiler and I don't want, okay. I don't want the film so spoils.
0: I won't say anything more about it then. But so, from what I've already said to you in the last couple of weeks by accident, because I didn't know you'd see, not <laughs> seen the trailer. Um, Two handsome fellas in a about... movie And it's quite terrifying I think it's
1: it's longer than Avengers Endgame So it's three hours in yeah. a bit I, I remember reading the title Someone yeah. uh, put up an article saying it's longer than Avengers Endgame um, And I think the Critical response so far coming out Is everyone saying it's amazing um, yeah. Everything
0: is incredible uh, Rotten percent yeah. Since I last checked I So yeah, it, it can only go down But <laughs> it looks great <laughs> I mean, it's come out in the US already. Oh, no, it's coming it out, out this weekend because it's, it's Lion King's second weekend. Yeah. In the UK, we have to wait a couple of weeks for it. A couple more weeks. Oh, man, if only we could
1: fly out to the US,
0: watch the film, and uh, back. Or we'll find some other way to watch it. But no, I'm going to wait for cinema in the UK two weeks.
1: Maybe they'll get released in Europe quicker. Maybe just drive down there.
0: Yeah. Um, no.
1: Because we're still part of the EU political. Yeah, until we, until we uh, don't get kicked out, we can still go to the European got, countries.
0: I did prepare a list just so I could check it. So we've got France is the same as UK, Belgium's oh, the same. That's too um, far. Poland France is too far to for the ninth of August instead of the fourteenth. Oh, a week early, yeah. Hungary, eighth of August. Getting closer. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Um, well, anywhere else you're looking at going to India? That's oh, too far. Who <laughs> could? <India's, laughs> Or China, it come out first, which is strange.
1: Ah. <laughs> no, um, the Lion King came out in China first as well. Okay. So they are, because um, China's a huge market now for worldwide cinema yeah. going. Um, and some films are making like ridiculous amount of money down there. So they do, yeah. they try and do um, same-time release, or they try and release it in China first.
0: Yeah. Otherwise, so they'll they'll that market. Just, otherwise they might just rip it off to watch it first. Yeah. Because they they might release do. it. No offense to anyone Chinese, I was just saying. Or Asia. Um, you know, um, yeah, so. Um Are you looking forward to this movie? Yes, you know, yes, are. Yes, I am. Yes, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Los Angeles. I don't think that's too much of a giveaway though. Well he's he's a he's
1: a stunt man, so I imagine like,
0: yeah. It looks like Los Angeles, it looks like an actor and a stunt man. And the rest you're leaving as a surprise. But
1: yes. there's not much
0: more information about it really. I mean you got beautiful you got beautiful men
1: in a film directed by yeah. Peter Tarantino. Hopefully one of them gets naked.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, oh, but, you know, if if Jamie Foxx if he did what he uh, does we're, so we're yeah. a treat. Are we hoping to see a scene where Leonardo <laughs> <Yeah>. DiCaprio <laughs> yes. and Brad Pitt are both hanging upside down? You know what? What I I reckon Maybe there'll be a shirtless scene,
1: right? There must okay, be a yeah. shirtless seat there I because a... oh, Brad Pitt, <laughs> Brad Pitt was in *Woman and Thurman and it's his first film, and his first shot is him topless. Yeah, and I mean, he's 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 such a good-looking man. Brad Pitt. I, I mean, Who if wouldn't? you look you, you if, if like you look like that, <laughs> I mean, if you look like him or LL Cool J, you should never be wearing a top. It's just yeah. too. Yeah, he's just too good-looking. Um, I so I imagine there'll be. I guess if he's a stunt double. There might be like a scene where, again, this is just speculation, yeah. where, where Leo's acting and then they say cut and then Brad comes in and they zoom into his uh-huh. unbuttoning uh-huh. of the shirt. So it's yeah. just his
0: body Which replacing Leo's. And... Same, as, um, same as when Wonder Woman walks in. It's like, brrrr. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's Brad's
2: it, <laughs> naked.
1: <Da-na-na. laughs> <laughs> and then he can move his abs to the music. <laughs> Amazing, Dance. yeah. We're writing this film for you, Quentin, even though it's in the
0: can and it's been released. Yeah, uh, yeah so
1: definitely looking forward to it. Um, I'm and there's talk about his 10th movie being the last film. Is that uh, yeah, is that something yeah. in your notes?
0: That, that is something that's well, that's fairly well known, yeah. Um but still, it's possible. Is he's, he's, the thing is he's had discussions about doing another Django, and doing another Kill Wheel. Yeah, I was reading today as well about Trek. Kill Bill. Yeah, so he's, he's got three on the back burner already. So I, would, I think he'll go for at least ten, and then he'll carry on. But he might want to make him himself more limited. You know, it's more more notor notar- notar- notorious for having, or no, you know, noted for having those tens. Exact films, but I think he needs to do more. We want to see I, more. I don't know. I
1: think sometimes like Brian De Palma, Michael Mann, the two great directors who did good films up to a certain point, and then um, like, yeah, because like Michael Mann had Collateral, and I think in my opinion that's his last great film, and then he did uh, Miami Vice, which wasn't that good. He did Black Hat, which wasn't that good, um, and he's done movies since, and they've never been the same. And I think Brian De Palma. No, Mission Impossible may have been his last great film, and then he's had, you know, he's had Snake Eyes, he's had that film with Antonio Banderas, he's had so many kind of misses. Uh, he's he had a film that got to Sundance Film Festival this year again, and it was supposed to be him going back to kind of the thrillers, the kind of crime dramas, known from uh, stuff like Carlita's Way, Is that De Palma, but anyway, that kind of genre again, and yet he he didn't couldn't produce that kind of level anymore, and I think Spielberg had so many great films and then had a bunch of bad films, but now he doesn't make the sci-fi epics. He's making more the kind of dramas and he's making them kind of like uh, bridge of spies and things like that. So he's kind of like moved away because I think he gets more criticism for his old sci-fi adventure films that people are like, Oh yeah, they're not as good. And so he's (laughs) kind of gone, okay, look, I can't make those kind of films anymore. Let me make these smaller kind of uh, Oscar bait films and mm. then critics will like them and intentionally i think it's better for quentin to leave the game while he's on top instead yeah. of kind of prolonging your career making bad yeah, films yeah.
0: After i do know what you mean but i mean maybe he can pull it off though because he's always made his own films and he's always done what he's wanted and they've always been a bit up and down in some ways because he has always he has always just followed his his design he doesn't do things for other people so I mean, I, I, I personally, I would love to see a Django sequel because I think they've set up the character, sent the whole movie setting up the character, so I think it, it does deserve a sequel. Kill I Bill, Bob, I don't, I don't know if it needs yeah. one.
1: But. I think it's more because of the girl, because um, you know she lets, she kills, she kills the mom, and then she tells the girl, when you grow up and you get to a certain age, yeah,
0: Kill Bill, come yeah. and
1: find me. Yeah, so exactly. I, 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 I can see that as a comic book. I can see that as a small kind of. TV show, I don't see that. Yeah. It doesn't need the movie experience for it because we mm. we know that the girls just going to grow up, get trained, and, and you know fight fight the bride. That's kind of all there is to it. Um, yeah, but Unless I think if he can take if he can take sci-fi, something he hasn't done so far. Yes, and take that genre and do something special. Yes, I would definitely. like to see him take on a Star Trek.
0: Yeah, I know there's I mean, talk right. about
1: him doing a yeah. comic book film or kind of superhero yeah. film.
0: But, Zorro I've, yeah,
1: but I personally would definitely love to see him take so, uh, a proven property that's something that he loved growing up and take it to maybe the next level or just yeah. do something completely different in in science fiction which we yeah. haven't seen
0: before I mean that's the danger of taking on Star Trek is that he will he does things so differently that maybe it will be too different to even call Star Trek you know what I mean? He he does he he changes every, everything that he does, everything he touches he he makes something makes something completely brand new out of it. So he he takes the Western genre, he completely transforms it and makes it something enjoy you know something amazing really. And I think he can do that for sci-fi. But um, yeah, I think he can he can transform it. But would it really be Star Trek after that? I I, I really want to see it though. Absolutely.
1: I, yeah, I, I think he could. I think, you know, we've had um, a lot of sci-fi films beat by J.J. Abrams doing this, the original Star Trek, doing Star Wars, I had, you know, Gareth Edwards. You do, you've got all these other people who've done these kind of genre films for Star Wars, Star Trek, or anything. I think why not give him a chance to do... And if he takes it in a completely different direction and he does a soft reboot of the franchise or whatever, just kind of give him the reign give him a small budget and say, look, you have to make it within this much. See Mm. what he does. Cause what I liked about number three was, um, Star Trek three That is, Um, it was, they all, all the characters got their own kind of screen time, but they all kind of buddied up together. So you had Spock and bones and they had a nice Mm. little buddy story going on. Um, you had Simon Pegg, he had his story as well. And with Chris Pine and he had other, and I think that's what he does so well that he can bring that intimate level. Cause There's A number of main actors in the in, in Star Trek you, you, you have Zulu, you have, have Spark uh, Bones, uh, but he can give them that next level of dialogue, story, yeah. background, all yeah, that I kind see. of cool stuff that we want to see that really worked yeah. in number three. And then, Chat about- yeah, and then just say, <laughs> you know what, we will CGI the big battles. Tell us how you want it, tell us how you want it shot, and we green screen yeah. it with you.
0: And then we will do the, we we'll fill in the, the but blanks. Would he, would he do, would he do that though? Because he's not a big fan of CGI. It's all about physical. So, I mean, some of it I would have to be. Will. You, you no, can build know. a, you, you can build a practical uh,
1: enterprise, and yeah. you can fly around on planet Earth. But it won't have yeah. the same, same feel as if it's flying around in space. At some point, you'd have to put some form of the CGI <laughs> in.
0: It, it can't can all be practical footage, effects. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Something would have
0: to be... He... Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no CGI whatsoever.
1: Or, or maybe they just didn't—they they never show us any shots of the Enterprise and somehow he makes all whole yeah. about.
0: Maybe we don't see space at all in the whole movie. <laughs>
1: I, I mean, if he's only doing one more film, my preference would be to do a, a complete
0: different genre that he's not touched yeah. before. I think he would touch CGI if he had to.
1: I think he has to if he's doing I think...
0: that. I think he get of, the right friends and the right people around him that can. Oh, do, yeah. Get Rodriguez in who can do a bit of CGI and good editing oh, and stuff. Don't get
1: Rodriguez
0: in. Yeah. Just tell be. Rodriguez no more. <laughs> he's another person who's tainted his
1: career, in my opinion. Like he had, you know, Desperado, Once Upon <laughs> a Time in Mexico, um, and I think you know he's he's Tarantino stolen the title for his film, but you know he had those films, the first Sin City maybe. He, I always thought he made the Predators film, but he only produced it, so he's not had a good yeah. film in so long, and he's made. Predators is rubbish anyway. Predators was um, no Shane. Yeah. Are you talking Shane we'll, Black? Or are you we'll Always
0: British? argue about this. I think. Yeah. Predators. Predators an awful film. No, Predators is great. And, it's awful. awful, awful. And, and he didn't even what direct a waste it. Waste of time. It's just a so soundtrack for over a. Not nothing. (laughs) I think you don't remember the film as well as I do. I do. I saw it and I hated it the first time I saw it. I was bored. We watched it and we loved it, and we always say
1: how great it is. (laughs) It's one of the best. And anyway, so yeah, Robert Rodriguez, like Machete, the first one was good, but then when he followed it up, he did a really bad sequel. I don't think you should. You shouldn't work with him. And Alita wasn't was was average, right? It was fine. Yeah, true. I I don't
0: know. I think Star (laughs) Trek.
1: Tarantino, Star Trek. Yeah.
0: He it. did get he, he he did get him into using digital photography, and yeah, with uh, Sin City. Yes. So, you know, he, he's the one to push him in the direction of technology. If anyone's yeah. going to do it, it, might be him. But there we go. Um, okay, so I have a game for you in a minute. Yes, I'm ready. Um, well, also something I haven't cut. We didn't really go through all the films other people have been in. The, other the, the, people. The tar- all the people that Taryn and Tina has used, like, oh, yeah, the things they've been in. I noticed a few of them, but I just thought, um, uh, this one right at the end here, uh, Dakota Fanning is in, um, this one movie coming up. Do you know her at all?
1: Yes, I do. She was in, yeah. um, a film with Robert De Niro. Um, I think it's called, Fi- yeah. uh, I can't remember the name, but she, she's she been in a lot of films. That like, little, yeah. little girl, Man
0: on Fire, more, so yeah. she's a man on um, fire. But I thought this one was interesting because um, you're a big Lilo and Stitch fan. I love Lilo and Stitch. Yeah, yes. she 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 played Lilo in the in the second movie. <gasps> Did she? Oh my voice. gosh! So wow. the voice voice of of Lilo from Lilo and Stitch Two, straight to video. <laughs> Stitch in time. It's it's gonna be yes, Stitch yes, and it's gonna be she's gonna be in um wow. once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, Margot Robbie
1: in Equalizer as well. Oh, she okay? Yeah,
0: in um, uh, the Denzel Washington film. Yeah, okay. I didn't know that. Um, Margot Robbie—that's the, the, yes. the most interesting one for you. But I've got—I've got a few. Okay, <laughs> Margot Robbie, most yep. most most know, most well known for her part in Family Guy: The Quest for Stuff, the video game.
1: <laughs> I course. think
0: she's best known for uh, the film Big Short
1: where um, basically Adam McKay, uh, comedy director, did loads of stuff like Anchorman. Uh, And in the Big Short, they explain how they undersold the housing Hmm. and how the housing market and what he did. And this is why it's best known, because everyone always talks about this, her scene. She sat in a bathtub with bubbles, didn't they? just sitting in bubbles. And she explains to us what the whole concept of Big
0: Short is. Yes. I think I and that's what she's there. best known for. <laughs> in a bubble bath. In a bubble bath. All of those who, people. Who, who, who's going to sit there and listen to that unless you're sitting there in a bubble. <laughs> I, I guess.
1: I, I I I remember watching the film and it's just like I, I don't get it. Put Jamie Foxx in there and
0: I'd be so into this. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> D- uh, Donna G- 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 Gurria as well, who played uh, Minnie Mink, who's the lady that's. She's the big lady in the flashback in Hateful Eight. So she's um, the one that owns the hut. Okay. Um, she, she played a part in Detroit Become Human, the video oh, game. Uh,
1: video game that I have refused to play, sure.
0: You haven't played it yet?
1: I've taken a stance. Until they don't give me Pro Evolution Soccer, I have not played the game.
0: I um, have emailed
1: my- and I have direct messages
0: PlayStation. Michael Madsen?
1: <laughs> yes, I know him from Free Willy.
0: Yes, also from Grand Theft Auto 3, Tom Supriani. Oh. And also he played Tanner, the, the main character of Driver 3. Oh, did he? Yeah. We used to play Driver a lot. Yeah? We
1: yeah. We played it together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was rubbish at it. Uh, remember, we'd, ha- we'd have to drive to the first place, then you come out of the car and you have to shoot your way through. I couldn't yeah. get to the first place.
0: Uh. <laughs> I just remember it being so hard to play. It was a yes. bit of a hard yeah hard game back in the day Yeah, um, i'm sure i've got some others here as well uh, <laughs> um oh yes of course kurt russell yes known well. for the voice really? of copper in the fox and the hound by disney wow
1: i did not know that <laughs>
0: he played he played the the dog in the fox and the hound or the hound the hound, yes. yes, it's one of two. He's either the fox or he's the hound. But if you said dog, I would dog. assume he's the fox, yeah. Of course, <laughs> um, who else have I got here? Uh, um, Pam Greer, yes, Pam Junkie Greer. Brown. Um, she was in Escape from LA and some yeah. other films, um, okay. but also Grand Theft Auto 5. Oh, okay, she, I like GTA the, 5. She, she's a, she's a dj on the lowdown radio station so so she's the main dj on one of the of the radio channels so she's wow. in she's in GTA five just trying wow. to make it yeah you know, we're bringing it back to animation
1: video um, and so, video so gta 5 so not only is it like the high selling game of all time or whatever
0: mm. it's just
1: been they've released a new online uh, deals, kind of new oh, yeah? casino thing yes, uh, and i have yet. to say you know rockstar this is this is the model i prefer You put up a good game and it's finished, it's done. And then you have a free online mode, which people can go away and do missions and all sorts of stuff. And people keep coming back. And and I think that's the model I prefer than companies like Bungie, where they give you like um, Destiny 2. And then they say, oh yeah, by the way, you have to buy this other complete game called our DLC, another DLC, another DLC. And you end up spending like a hundred pounds to get every single DLC. Um, and yeah. while a company like Rockstar has maybe the, the biggest-selling game of all time, it yeah. just makes it so it's a game. It's is complete, m- isn't yeah. it? It
0: is it its complete, yeah. And they just add more onto it. True. I know it's incredible. The is, they made so much money with the with the sales straight away that they can afford to just make free DLC. Um,
1: and they're still making revenue from the online.
0: But they're still making money from it. And I saw someone complaining about the the casino that it's gonna. It's make, making kids gamble or, or trying to take more money. But oh, it, yeah. the game already takes money away from you every every time they release. <laughs> they do. Know every time they release something else big, it costs a huge amount of in-game money. And either you have it because you've worked really hard at the game, or people that are lazy will just buy it. So yeah, you know, it's no worse than it already is. Um, Samuel Jackson was yes. in. Okay, you can guess the video game for this one, maybe.
1: Can Except have?
0: you never played the game because even though. I've encouraged you to for so long. What, what it's going to be G- Grand Theft Auto 3. San Andreas. San close
1: Andreas. No? Oh, yeah. so clever. I mean,
0: everyone, anyone that's played the game knows he's in there. He's obviously okay. a 10 penny user.
1: Well, to be fair, if Samuel L. Jackson's in it, I'll have to play it now.
0: It's yeah, get good. on with it. <laughs> John Travolta. Oh, okay. Best, he's a... Not, not, not a video game, I'm afraid, but the best known oh. for playing Bolt. Yes, in, of course, in yeah, movie. Disney's vault, oh, yeah He plays the
1: dog, yes Yeah,
0: that. animation
1: and, and he voices a little baby boy in Look Who's Talking, no he doesn't He, he just played it alongside him
0: <laughs> stage
1: by a baby, talking baby <laughs> True,
0: true Another dog <laughs> Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's all I've got <laughs> For video game related stuff I've tried to Um I don't know, if, do, if you've got have we got time to play a game, or do you want to move on to the yeah. things? Yeah. Okay, to... okay. Okay, we've got time. Okay. So, um Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Yes. Is one of the the hallmarks of his uh, movies is some of the amount of language that he uses in his movies. Okay. Um, and uh, someone went away and counted how all the swear words and compared them along all of the movies.
2: Okay. Um, yeah.
0: Now, unfortunately, what they've done is they've divided it by the usage. So it's not like exact whole numbers. Um, but I was thinking that we've got these uh, classifications: there's ass, shit, fuck, dick, sorry about the language, damn, <laughs> bastard, um, and then unspeakables. And that's split into okay. gender unspeakables or race unspeakables, which yeah. means I don't have to say those unspeakable words either, which is that's fine. Right. Okay, they they did this for set the seven movies, so well eight okay. movies, because they okay, did eight one, eight. Yeah. volume one, volume two, and then up to Django. So they didn't do hateful eight. Uh, okay, minus okay. hateful eight, eight, yeah. So I thought maybe you could try and get through one of those categories from from one way or the other and do higher or lower, and okay. see you can get, get all the way through. So you so can pick the category, ass, shit, yep. fuck, madam, bastard, chinta. So race.
1: take 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 that's the thinkable. F word, right? Right, okay, we've got F. Because so that's, that's the easiest yeah. word. So, okay. um, so we start with yep. Reservoir start with Dogs.
0: We'll start at right the beginning. Right. Okay, so okay. you don't have to say anything this has had. According to them, I think it's been divided by five. I worked it out for this one. But their rating for it is 64. So higher or lower for Pulp Fiction?
1: Oh, uh, I think lower.
0: 57, you're right. Yes. Excellent, well done. Now, Jackie Brown. See, Jackie Brown has a lot of I, other lower.
1: words in here, but in terms True. of F words, I think True. it's lower.
0: You're right. 38, yes. it
1: is lower.
0: Oh, you're doing good. Okay, Kill Bill Volume 1. Oh, does Uma Thurman say
1: a lot of swearing in this? I think this is, again, lower. I think the talking's in the next film. You're right, it's 30, lower. Ding! Ding! No. Ding. Um, and Volume 2, higher.
0: Higher, that's
1: five. Excellent. Because there's war talking in that one. What comes yeah. next?
0: What's the next film in the list? Next one is Inglorious Bastards. So I guess so they No. Didn't, they so didn't not death proof. Okay. Okay. So that is seven. Uh, higher.
1: Four. That's definitely higher.
0: Higher. It's only higher by one. Thirty-six. Ding! Oh wow.
1: Not technically okay. is
0: probably five. Yeah. And then finally, so, Django Jango
1: is six. definitely higher. There's a lot
0: used by everyone. According to this, the F word is lower. Yeah. Oh, it must have been all the others using words. Oh, it's my just God. All, it's, just all, it's just the unspeakables, I think, probably. Ah. So you failed. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's okay. you get another <laughs> chance. You pick another category. You get another go. Um,
1: let's go unspeakable race words.
0: Unspeakable race words. Okay. From Reservoir Dogs,
1: onwards again. Okay. So higher,
0: because um, Samuel rest, Jackson is in this rest, film. Okay, so Red Wild Dogs, straight away, it's 1.7 for race. Yep. Uh, I but it must be higher I in Pulp Fiction. Yes. Ding! Good. Uh, now, Jackie Brown?
1: Um, higher. Because I think he Ding. had a bigger role in this. Yeah,
0: 10.6. A lot of race words in that one.
1: Uh, Uma Thurman bit...
0: and Lucy Lou, I don't
1: think swore <laughs> racially in the film, so I say lower. True. 0.0.
0: 0. Ding!
1: Yeah, the so. next, the next volume film, two. Volume Two, has a lot of chat. But do they ever use? I say it's the same.
0: It's uh, a, before um, you answer, though, higher. Just, just take, yeah, just it's a zero it's zero, race. right? It's higher. Even yeah. <laughs> one use. Four point three, so it has got some in there. Ah, oh, it must be um, she fought against a black girl. <laughs> who knows? I cannot remember any racial word, but maybe it was something else in the bar or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, okay, Inglorious Bastards Higher or lower than 4.3 Oh, higher Good. Ding, 10.3 Yes it Means you've just got Django unchanged That's got to be higher,
1: right? This, this oh, had Samuel desert. L,
0: Jamie Foxx had a, Leo Ding, ding, ding Yeah, yes. 8.5. <laughs> a, a new high for racial swearing In a, in a film, it's probably a record <laughs> was, Yeah, because I
1: think uh, Leo Sp- I think it's because it's set in that, sh- that timeline where everyone used to say
0: it, and then in the film, you just put it everywhere. Which one? Django, yeah. In Django, yeah. I, I mean, it's the whole slavery um, Deep South thing. It's just everywhere. Yeah. You can't escape. Um, and yeah, you, you're right, Jackie Brown had a, a high one as well because of its setting. So, yeah, well done. You won the game. Yes, I, was, I did. I, you you um, had... I was about to give you a third chance, but you've done it. You've done it. I did it. I know. I know. I know the race card. Do <laughs> You want to have another one, or, or are you happy with the win?
1: Um, so, what were the choices again? So we, we've gone what, through the We've okay. gone through the racial hey,
0: sure. slurs. You can decide. It's either ass, shit, dick, damn, bastard, gender unspeakables, and yeah, we'll call it that. Uh I guess
1: um, gender and speaker is next. Let's okay. go for that one. You want to try that one? Okay. Yeah. So
0: we've got Reservoir Dogs, four point three. What What do you think, Pop Fiction? Pop Fiction's higher. Uh-uh. Three points.
2: Oh,
0: no. oh Oh, you've lost. I've lost already.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm quitting while I'm ahead. I'll I'm, I'm <laughs> take
0: my trophy and I go. Home. Yes. Yes. Let's pretend that round didn't happen. You won. <laughs> I won. One. one out of two. That's ahead. <laughs> <laughs> 50% That's, is a win right It is a win 5 you always round up right That's the way it works in maths So it's fine <laughs> Point 0.5 it, yeah, Should we okay, do our so. Our segment Ty Yes let's do segments yes.
1: Okay so um, in, in our yeah, segment yeah. As always you said earlier We do my guy uh, quick reviews Talk about stuff
0: we've seen, read, watched, listened to, whatever it is. So, what you've been up to? Or me? Um, I haven't. I haven't got to the cinema again this week because I've. So you didn't watch Lion King? Like I said, gonna... I was going to wait for a week for that anyway because I want it to be quieter. Oh, okay. So I, I do have to wait till next weekend, but then I will see it. My friend saw it and he said it was good, but then he liked Jungle Book as well, so i can't really say <laughs> you can't good, say you or not <laughs> um, i did ask him you know is it scary is it scary or is it is it fun and he said it's good but then scary near the end so that's to be expected with lion king but yeah I, that was quite a scary hyenas bit at the end but he didn't say fun so i don't i don't know if i like it i think your rating your prediction might be right um but i did have a go on some games um I had to, I had a look at that casino, we might as well talk, we talked about that, the casino yeah. DLC for GTA 5, um, for me it was just basically another DLC, uh, it tries to sell you a big luxury apartment which costs loads of money, as usual, which then gives you access to other gambling, but the rest of the gambling is just sort of, you just wander around the gambling hall and you can play play a bit of gambling games, it's, there's not much to it really. It's, okay. I, I think, I think GTA 5 is kind of dead in the water, but it, it just keeps on dragging itself along with, with new stuff. Um, but yeah, if you, like, if you like playing a bit of gambling, maybe with friends or doing the horse racing, that's quite interesting. You can do that with, against other players as well. They'll bid against a main event horse race. Yeah. But it, it's not like real horse racing. It's just like going to the fair. You know, if you go to an arcade... Oh, you used throw the balls in. yourself, yeah. You know, you put the money in on the horse racing one and it just literally just randomizes. And some yeah. go, one always goes ahead and you go, yes, mine's going ahead. And then it falls behind and you lose. And you yes. Go, oh, yeah, thanks. Every time. <laughs> so, yeah, if you like that sort of thing, it's fine. But uh, it's got a whole load of extra missions coming with it as well if you buy into it. But. I don't know. If you're into those extra getting more missions for your money, then obviously it's good that they're still supporting it, supporting the game, still trying to keep interest with it. But um, obviously they're interested also making money from it. So
1: exactly,
0: mm-hmm. um, and it's still got a lot of people online, right? It's the the community's yeah, not died yeah. down yet. It is huge. Yeah, I mean, Red Dead Redemption 2 has got an online version, but I haven't played it since launch and on launch it wasn't it wasn't that big a deal it wasn't that interesting um it it had a very short lifespan so I think they're going to work on it on the deal I think I think they're going to work on the online aspect for Red Dead Redemption 2 to make it bigger but I think also GTA 5 is still the one that's got all the all the all the players because it was the best-selling game or, or, or piece of media of all time so it's, yeah, it's, it's still got all the players, so yeah. Um, other thing I played, I had a quick go at was my um Hotline Miami, which is a bit old now, it's quite an old game now. Um, there's already a sequel, it's, it's very old, but I finally had a go of it. Yeah, it's quite fun, but, <laughs> 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 you just sold it. <laughs> That's quite fun. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. a top, it's, a top, it's a top down, um, pixelated sort of uh shooter, yeah. You, we, uh, it's very 80s vibe. Um, oh, cool! But it's also it's each each stage is very much you die and you just get to restart straight away. So the idea is you just it's quite easy to die, but you just keep going at it and trying to get through. So in, it's it's a bit of a puzzler in that way, but also a bit of an action because you have to work out which way you're going to do it and just um, go at it. It gives you different ways to go about it. You can either pick up a bat or you can better with a gun um so it's quite interesting in that way um yeah i'm not gonna recommend or or slate it really so your thing or not
1: <laughs> i think we uh, should now we should we should just be definitive we either uh, we either think
0: it's fresh or we think it's rotten uh, there's well, no in between it's an there's, old game and i've only played a little bit of it so it's a bit unfair but uh, <laughs> from next week everything is either
1: fresh or rotten we can't do this sure. like oh I don't know we either like it or we don't. It's, it's gonna be
0: we've got to be cutthroat straight down the middle. <laughs> right. so. uh, well, I can I can say that I I think I will replay it to keep on trying to get through it. It did keep me it did keep me motivated a little bit to, to play through it. But so at the same the time, up. But at the same <laughs> time, with the difficulty, if I start dying too too fast and too much, I might just be like uh, give up. So. So it's a no. It's a no from me. <laughs> it's it's a get it if it's cheap. This one yeah. I got it I got it when there's an offer. So I got it for like a quid, so yeah. What have you, what have you been up to this week? So Has
1: um I finished watching Head of Tree. So um yeah. you watched Midsummer a couple of weeks yes. back, the director yeah. of that um, i haven't his, seen already. Edit this is his directorial debut. Yeah. Um the the. The film is fine. Uh, so th- this is the same thing happened with Midsummer. So all these critics are talking about it, it's the greatest horror film ever made, like The Witch. It's the best mm. thing ever. It came it's out big, and yeah. then audience um, rating was like a D. Well, it was fresh yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes. Everyone was giving it like giving it all the big. It's yeah. incredible, but the audience didn't like it, and it had like a huge drop in the second weekend. Yeah. So I, I I went away and watched it. Um, the the main female oh, lead in talk. this. Um, I think it's 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 Colette. She is so good. She's really yeah. really good. In this. she's an incredible yeah. actress. Anyway, if you see her in stuff, you're just like she's amazing. Yeah. Um, Gabriel Burns plays the the dad or the husband, and then it's the sto- and then there's a brother and sister, and it's a, it's a family story um, about <laughs> something that happens. Don't want to spoil it because you can still watch yeah. it yourselves. Um, a, of a horror. <clears> and yeah. yeah, it has that kind of like, but it's 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 firmly a family story and kind of dealing with death so uh, spoiler but her mom (laughs) passes away and it's about kind of like dealing with that but then there is the horror element to it as well so if if this wasn't a horror film it could just be about grief and how they kind of handle grief and stuff but there is a a, kind of like another layer to it where it is about horror now if you're going to go and watch in this film thinking you know like standard current horror films are my thing and i love that this is not for you. If you exactly. kind of want to see a film and if you enjoyed Midsummer or kind of those yeah. kind of films, like if you thought which was great, this is more for you. So for mm. me, um, based on my new kind of has to be <laughs> fresh or rotten.
0: Um,
1: and there's no in-between, even if I think it needs to fit in-between. For mm. me, this film is, I, I, I hate to say it, but this
0: was rotten for me. I did oh, enjoy really? and, you didn't enjoy
1: like it. This, no,
0: and this brings me to the... You think you won't like Midsummer.
1: I, I don't think I will. I think because no. the, um, because there's no in between, and I can't say uh, <laughs> there's no middle ground. You I have to say it's on one fence. or the other. I'm not gonna sit on the fence anyway. I've just got to pick one.
0: So to I me, say, get um, off no. the fence and destroy the fence. <laughs> <I'm sitting laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm <laughs> I've taken it down.
1: I've said it's I said it's rotten. And this brings yeah. me into my next film, a film produced by J.J. Abrams, and when it first came out, there's talk about could this be part of the Cloverfield world? Okay. Because yeah. um, there's Cloverfield, Cloverfield 10 And then kind of anything he works on They're always like, ah, oh, it's Cloverfield But it's not, yeah. it's called Overlord yeah.
0: okay. And it's
1: like it's, it's a horror, when I say horror film I wish, It is kind of a horror film Based yeah. in kind of World War times So kind there's of. these troops That land in I, I can't remember what town Or what village it is But then they see all these Nazi experimentations And uh, things uh-huh. that are happening to people okay. And it's based on that and this, mm. to me, was the same as kind of Midsummers and all of that. Critics were like, "Oh, it's such a good film! It's incredible!" And again, yeah. the audience response was really bad. Um, <laughs> and I and I have to say, you know, based on the two ratings, uh, again, this is rotten for me. I can't. <laughs> I can't, I can't I you
0: always can't agree give it. with the audience. I mean, <laughs> I,
1: I I sat and really? watched the whole film. I at least at least gave the film its twos. I did sit uh, there. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, from yeah, those, did from those
0: last two reviews, you've you've just sold them both to me. I think I'm going to enjoy both. Of them.
1: <laughs> You're not.
0: Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, wow, they sound really good now. They you know, sound really something good. Something else now. other than horror, um, but they're supposed to be horror. People get disappointed. It's, it just sounds like my sort of film.
1: I think that's, you, I that's think
0: Midsummer was like it was. It was actually about people and humans and I
1: think you Head like headishly because
0: yeah. it's it's more of a. If you really think about
1: it, it's just a, a family kind of going through the stages yeah. of kind of things. But, but Overlord, I, I'll be surprised for you to come out and say, you know what? I thought that's one of the best horror films I've okay. seen in years.
0: If no, you come out thinking it. that,
1: then you yeah. think Predators is a masterpiece.
2: Uh, predators uh, I did, is much I better not than not
1: this. Predators is a masterpiece. <laughs> it's incredible. <ever>. Uh, we we'll <laughs> both agree it's the best film ever made. <laughs> um, um, I've also um, anyone who's got Amazon Prime will notice uh, communities on there, uh, okay. and no uh, community had. Uh, I think there's five seasons TV? that were yeah. uh, TV show that um, were yeah. on TV, and season six was on Yahoo. Um, so Yahoo tried to do a streaming service as well, which failed, uh-huh. and they purchased the community stuff. And the reason why I talk Excellent. about communities yeah. because obviously um, the Russo it's brothers. Good. Started off in community and then since went on to do the Avengers Endgame film, the Avengers <laughs> okay. stuff. So um, I've seen mm-hmm. community before, but I haven't seen the last season. So I'm starting yeah. to watch. I watched the first episode. It's not as good because Donald Glover's gone. J- okay. um, John Cleese has gone. Uh, John, oh, John, Cleese. John Cleese. Um, Cleese. Chevy Chase is gone. So, you know, they've lost some actors <laughs> around. But yeah, but yeah it's, it's still fine. And I think it's, mm-hmm. the season's not that long, so I'll, I'll I- soldier through.
0: They've lost some of the main actors. That's a shame.
1: Yeah, I, mm. I you know, up until season five, it's fresh, yeah. <laughs> and then so far season six is rotten because yeah, the first step... because I can't say it was it's good, but it's not great, so it's, yeah. it's bad then based that. on my rating rating system that I just created. It. <laughs> I don't think Yahoo <laughs> Yahoo gave them the money, and then um, they've lost a lot of key characters, and they're putting new ones in, and okay. It might, it might pay off as the season new goes ones. in. and might, yeah. Maybe they're might... trying
0: to build up a new season. they were trying to build up a whole new show.
1: Yeah, it's like Scrubs in the final season where um, the main the main people had left. Once their main yeah. Zach Braff had left, and then they just got new characters in, and they tried to change Scrubs into be more of a yeah. kind of academic school, and they were going to teach these guys. And yeah, it yeah. wasn't that good? It's Not the
0: same. It's, it's all no. about the characters for those movies, or those series. I can't just get rid of the main characters. It doesn't
1: work. Exactly. Um and then um I've been what? watching a lot of the stuff from Comic Con. Uh we'll do a separate episode and we'll talk about all the Marvel kind of announcements that happened. Okay. Okay. Uh um, but it's super a exciting. Whole episode for that? Yeah, because I think I think okay. I think when we talk about coming Marvel, up. yes, we'll do that coming up soon. So okay. once this drops, this will this one will be available on Monday. Um, mm-hmm. we'll try and do we'll try and squeeze one in for Thursday. So if you Wherever you get your Monday episode okay. from, look out for this one on the Thursday, and we'll talk Comic Con because oh. uh, in that we can then talk Marvel, then also talk about some of the other films that were released well, as well yeah. that you haven't seen trailers for, but yeah. we can speculate about all the Marvel stuff that yeah. uh, Kevin Feige has
0: announced. That'd be we could quite do cool. A whole we could do a whole, whole week's worth of episode on that. I, I think <laughs> I think one episode will be enough. <laughs> you, don't to, you don't need to dedicate it on we, more than that, that. You know how it's yeah.
1: Yeah, because they've, they've announced actors, they've announced uh, this whole slate. So there's a lot.
0: Yeah, true. Um, I've heard slightly about this, but there is so much to coming, isn't there? So much, and all new characters, not new yeah. to the Marvel universe, but to the cinematic universe. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. So we'll do a, we'll
1: do a separate one. So that's what I've been kind of keeping up with, and um, I think. Um, did I, watch, did I watch another film? I'm trying to think, because I've just been finishing the, the thing that I recommended last week about the anthology stuff. Um, mm. The Love, Death and Robots, or however I worded it last time. Um, yes. And I think I've only got a couple more left. Uh, so what, what my thing for you is now, you need to go away and watch them, because there's only 18 of them. And then okay. we'll go through each one, and we will say Rotten or Fresh. You can't sit on the fence. You can't say, okay. I liked it, but... It's either you liked it or you hated it. And yes, yeah, so they are very different. Um, so I watched two episodes yesterday. One felt like, you know, Borderlands, the video game.
0: Yes. It, had that, kind,
1: it had that kind of animation style to it.
0: Okay, cool.
1: Um, and uh, as you'll see them, they are very varied in kind of um, styles.
0: Yeah. And it's, I know. And it's just completely yeah.
1: different studios or whatever's doing this. Yeah. But it's amazing. So, so we'll, we'll dedicate one episode just to talking about all 18 episodes. They're not that long anyway, they're quite short. So okay. I guess if you press play, you might see them in three hours, maybe four hours. You've seen the whole season;
0: it's not that long. I can I can do that. They're short, so yeah, yeah. And
1: that's it. That's that's all I've been up to this week.
0: Okay, well done. Good job. I I, I did watch um, death. No, no. What did I watch? I watched Jackie Brown. But obviously oh, we, yes. just, we really talked about that. Um, yeah, I rewatched that because I always forget the order of things and what happened. I was very surprised to see that it starts with. Sam Samuel L. Jackson doing his stuff because I thought it started with Jackie Brown. <laughs> so, I just yeah, remember I like the
1: Chris it. Tucker bit. I think that's at the start.
0: Yeah. Did you like him? Yeah. I do. I
1: like. I liked yeah.
0: him. I had a feeling then, you like you would know Chris Tucker. out <laughs> so, Yeah,
1: Chris Tucker. Because he came what from Friday as well, so he did Friday and then he did this film. So I yeah. at that point, Chris Tucker was kind of like
0: on the upwards upward. Kind yeah. of he was in the line at the moment at the time, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then Rush Hour to, and then Yeah, I did hope to watch them more, but I was just being so the heat is ah uh, been bad for me. So um, yeah. Oh
1: one recommendation for Chris Tucker. Um on Netflix there's a Chris Tucker stand-up. Watch the okay. whole thing. Um most of it you might not like, but there's this incredible <laughs> bit he does with um yeah um If anyone knows, he he did a song. He he did a song with uh, Michael Jackson. Oh yeah, um, yeah, and he and he does a whole um maybe five minutes uh, story about him and Michael, which is so funny. Like if 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 there's a way, and if anyone knows when that starts, I'd say watch the Chris Tucker thing. Yeah, watch that bit. If you've enjoyed it up until that point, then then yeah. stick with it. But definitely try and catch just that Michael Jackson bit because it's so funny.
0: Michael Jackson. Yeah. Why do I know about that? You must have told me before. <laughs> you, because you've uh, seen the music video with Chris Tucker, maybe
1: that's what it was. But he, no. yeah, you watch it; <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. I I thought it was really funny, cool. and and he does a little dance and he talks like him. It's, he he's so good. Like that's yeah. the only time I've actually rated him. I thought, wow, you're actually really good.
0: Okay, and you said you were going to rewatch one of uh, one of Tarantino's movies, didn't you? Was that Jackie Brown with Chris said, Tucker?
1: Yeah, I need to watch that again because I've seen it so long ago. Yeah, I just can't remember
0: movie. it.
1: Yeah, because you've yeah. just banged on about how great it is. I'll have to watch yeah. it. <laughs> and it's got Samuel L. Jackson, I so hey, <laughs> I'll have to watch it.
0: You'll like the bit with Chris Tucker, then you'll be like, oh, he's dead now. <laughs> yeah, I
1: love that bit. I, I always remember, right, he gets into, because Chris Tucker um, in Fifth Element and all these films, he has that annoying voice. Oh, um, yeah. And then when he puts him in the boot and he shoots him, I'm like, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> Well, uh, well, the stand-up is really good. Just watch that in bit. Of, in <laughs> the of
0: <his> misery. Hmm. <laughs> cool. So two
1: things for you to watch next week is is this five-minute segment of a Chris Tucker uh, stand-up. Yes. And uh, maybe not next week, week after, when we talk about love, death, and robots, we'll do the episodes.
0: Okay. Love, death, and robots, yeah.
1: Yeah, on Netflix.
0: Netflix, good, good.
1: Um, a previews, the things that we're going to be doing this week, coming.
0: Yeah. Um, big
1: one (laughs) big one for this weekend Um, anyone who's got amazon prime will know the boys is out Uh, based on a comic book um, about people who um, basically they're they're a bunch of i don't want to call them superheroes because they're the ones who um, basically keep the superheroes in check the boys do Right. So when superheroes act out and stuff, the boys come in and they okay. take care of them. Now I know it's called Super- the boys, supervised. but there are fe- Yeah, they're the ones who look after <laughs> everything. And there are female characters in this. It's got Carl Urban as well in this in the TV mm. show. Um, most people remember him from that incredible film, *Dread* 3D. Okay. And he he plays one of the, the leads in this. Yeah, and he looks. Um, I I, I saw just the teaser because I've I've read the comic books. I don't want to watch anything because I sometimes, you know, you love something, you know about it being adapted. You just don't want to watch. You just be like, I'll go in and watch it. But when they make Lord of the Rings, I'll just watch that because we love the films. We love the books. Um, so cool. however you guys do it, I'll watch it. You don't <laughs> need to show me an advert. Just tell me when it's coming out. And this is one of that. So it's out July 26th. Super excited for the boys.
0: Cool. Um. Yeah, for me, I'm just waiting for this. Um...
1: Once Tarantino upon a time, t- time
0: in Hollywood, yeah, which I had to wait for <laughs> two what, more weeks. Two two, three more weeks, I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Well you could 40, watch Lion
1: King next week and tell us all about it.
0: August. Yes, I will probably forget or no, I wouldn't forget. <laughs> I'll probably be too ill and come home from the heat. But yeah, I am planning on seeing that I'm I'm not looking forward to it now. I have given it high hopes, but I'm I'm just, uh, my my opinion of it keeps going up and down. But now now I'm now I'm not sure if it's gonna be very good. But I, I will go and see it just to, just to know, because I've seen all of the all of the Disney um, remakes so far.
1: You haven't no. you you haven't seen Cinderella. We went through the oh, list yeah, last week. Cinderella.
0: I didn't even know they existed. All the ones that I know exist. <laughs> I've seen <laughs> <laughs> so, there's so
1: many on that list. You have not seen Hundred One Dalmatians, Hundred Two Dalmatians, The yeah, Jungle Book. There's so many. Jungle Book. Yeah. But-
0: 1994 is the Jungle
2: Book,
0: best oh, yeah, first live app. Okay. That doesn't count. I've, I've seen the recent ones that I know exist since Jungle Book. The recent one.
1: Okay, so should we, should we wrap up with our um, where to contact us and stuff?
0: Yeah, sure. Do you want to do that? We've got the list <laughs> of the contacts. Uh,
1: so we have a Twitter account, myguy__reviews. We have an email account called myguyreviews at gmail.com. Um, we have an Instagram now called MyGuyReviews. Uh, if you want to give us any subject topic lines, send it to that. Um, forthcoming episodes, we'll do a Comic-Con special. Uh, we'll look at doing Love, Death and Robot special. And we'll do the normal topic stuff as well. So, yeah, so just keep it wherever you find this podcast. Review it, give us five stars, and then just tell us why you don't like it. That would be great. That would be really helpful. So any feedback would be much appreciated. Thanks. You hit my guy. Bye. Bye.